Hey, what's up, guys? It's Kevin from Get A Life Podcast Kunai. And as usual, I'm joined by our lovely co-host, Bish. Hello, guys. And Joe the Bro. It's so hot. <laughs> yeah, you guys are, like, melting your own skins, and I'm just here, like, nah, I've got my AC turned on. It's it's only 20 degrees here in Canada. I, I have to warn you guys right now, including our viewers, you have to crank that fan up to 11 because we're covering some, some hot topics today. Because, guys, today we're covering Haganai Season too, all right? It's gonna get heated, all right? Expecting some spicy con- conversations, all right? Um, and, oh my, it's it's been a while since we did a season two, hasn't it? It is, yeah. The last season two we did was for free. So this is our second season yeah, two, this, believe it or not. Yeah. That was like maybe three, three years ago? Maybe two it, years ago? It was, it was a long time it's ago. It's been 84 years. <laughs> Been now it's years. time to get our dicks out for Hogganai season two. <laughs> I know it's insane. Like last time that we recorded um, a season two, that was for free, right? Yeah. So we are shit talking about you know Nagisa free and... with Tyson. Joe wasn't even here yet. You know, it's like so much has changed since then. But I'm glad season two uh, this time is Hogganai, right? Because it. I I actually um held Tyson hostage. He was supposed to be at this episode, but I took his place. Maybe. So I'm yeah. gonna be representing y- him. Y- representing yeah. Tyson. That's quite funny. Well, I well, I mean, someone's gotta gotta take up the mantle, you know, like cause just because Tyson isn't here, I mean, he, doesn't mean that no one's going to be shit talking Yozora, right? Somebody's got to do it. Anyways, don't worry, we'll be shit talking Yozora on your behalf. <laughs> but before we can get into the discussion any further, as always, Bish. For you new folks, Get Life Podcast Kunai is a monthly anime discussion podcast under the Get Life Group. Due to the nature of discussion, we can't avoid spoilers of the shows to be discussed. For the shows that are based off an existing piece of work, whether it's manga, light novel, or other sort of media form, we're not going to cover the source material for them. We can be found on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. If you'd like to recommend a show for us to watch so we can make an episode of Kunai of, send us your suggestion at Twitter, at G-A-L-P Kunai, or by visiting our brand new website, getlifepodcast.com forward slash contact. And we only ask that you suggest shows that have, at most, 30 episodes and if you like our content you can support us by checking out our sponsors loot crate and crunchyroll so remember you can go to lootcrate.com forward slash kunai each month you get yourself some awesome anime merch it's random there's themes every month and you get t-shirts manga exclusive anime merch and you can get yourself 10% off if you apply the code kunai at checkout and use our link lootcrate.com forward slash kunai and you know what if you want to watch anime and keep up to date with what we what we watch for kunai you can support us by signing up for a 14-day free trial of Crunchyroll Premium for everything anime, crunchyroll.com forward slash kunai. Thank you, Bish. We'll get right into the thick of it with our first impressions, as always. So, would anyone want to share with me their first impressions of the second season of Haganai? Remember, when I first watched Haganai, it was about 2012, so it's probably about five years ago. And I watched season two straight away. Uh, for me, it was more of, like, I, I was kind of... I wanted to know what happened after season one, so I jumped on season two straight away. Um, during my first kind of uh, watch of it, it felt more of the same. It felt very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like, you know, this is going back to this group of friends that I know, right? Going back to the neighbor's club, going back into that environment and things like that. That's what it felt like to me. It just felt like a continuation of the same sort of... Um, Haganai that we know and love, but obviously it's not that, and we'll talk about that kind of later on, but that's really my first impressions, I would say. Well, I mean, it's very interesting that you say, you know, it's, it's more of the same, right? Because I had the exact same impression in mind, actually, and in no way is, you know, more of the same a bad thing, because the first season have 
Hogan I was superb, right? So I found that right from the get-go in episode one, you know, the light, funny Hogan I vibes that we, we know so well from the first season immediately come into play, right? You know, the way that Senna is introduced, you know, the fact that Yozura is still recognizably and undeniably a bitch, you know, it just, it pulls you in if you're a fan of the it's first true, season. It's true, but at right? the same and time, it doesn't alienate you towards the second season. No. The reason that is, is because you can jump, I don't want to, I, I suggest you don't do this, but you can jump straight into season two without seeing season one because the anime portrays it in such a way and this is something I've noticed within the first couple of first episodes. Well, I wouldn't say that because as you get through as you get through season two, you like they start they start referencing like that's, inform, that's true, and although they season. do kind of, when you first introduce a certain character within season two, they have this kind of infographic that comes up with their names and saying, well no, not their name I meant like, I meant like for example um, it's like, oh, Yoza and and Kodaka are like older friends. It's like you wouldn't know that if you went to season two blind. That's true, but they do kind of mention it within, and they have those flashbacks, so that it's you can like that's why I said I don't suggest someone doing it, but you can do it if you really wanted to. Possible, but you really shouldn't. I mean, think about it. Um, just go back to season one, watch it, listen to our Hagunai episode, and then go back to us if you haven't watched season one yet, right? Because it's not absolutely necessary, but you enjoy the joke so much yeah, more. Yeah, of course. If you understand the reference. You give me, you hear me call Yozura some very suggestive and names. You can hear Titan saying some very suggestive things about Yozura, which I'm not happy about. In the, the bad type. <laughs> I mean, it's just, for, for the first episode, I don't mind that it's so familiar, right? Because later on, it's, it doesn't stay static and stale, right? It changes later on, but for the first episode, it really welcomes you and in I a think it's, it's doing that to kind of ease people in to what's coming mm -hmm. on later mm -hmm. on by giving them something familiar and then flipping it around. Exactly. Joe, what do you think? Well, like, unlike you guys, like, I then jump right into season two. I kind of like watched season one. I waited a bit and then I started season mm. two. Like admittedly due to my schedule, I didn't really start it until like, until we got to like, un until like it was like around, like I think it was like a month away. And so like I gave it a watch. It felt, I felt right at home. Like I, yeah. I started it and like, oh, hey, like it's yours, right? Like, hey, it's, it's that, it's Rico. Like it's a girl who was the huge pervert back in season one. Excadaba. <laughs> <laughs> One of the classic moments, but and then you and then you hear like and then you hear Maria's like goofy voice oh again. Oh my god! Like, yes, her voice just <laughs> makes me melt. Like she has the best voice acting in in the show. Like I cannot deny that. But you know what? Speaking of these, you know, more of the same. Speaking of these golden classic moments. Well, I mean, I didn't necessarily say it's more of the same. I said like I just felt right at home because I knew everyone going into it. Yeah, yeah. What, what I really like, like what I really liked about like season season two, like because like. Instead of starting with like, oh, we're creating the neighbors club, it's like, oh, we already have the neighbors mm. club, so you like you just go right into. Yeah, it's it. already established. You don't need to have that intro one like again for the second time yeah. around. But um, on the note of these golden moments, right, and these moments that we know and love in Hagen I, I want to know more about the your favorite moments or perhaps least favorite moments and episodes within the second season. I'm pretty excited to kind of give my opinions on that. Um, favorite moments, Kevin. Do you want to take a guess of what my favorite, one of my favorite moments were? Sexy beam? No, it was no. Se sexy beam. <laughs> Come on. No, that was just sexy beam was cringe for me. It's like the spanking. Like I, I got that he spanks his daughter. Like what? How old is she? Like sixteen oh, or whatever. Okay, okay. It's like it's a, it's a bit weird. Like the first time, okay, that's fine. Okay, that was a joke. You didn't need to bring it on again. And then just oh, dad spanked me again in my ass. And it was just. Were you talking about when Sana was like was getting her hair? No, this is this is the time like... after that with the se no was the sexy beam that time? It's no, it's it was when a different time, wasn't it? Her it was the tarot to, to card. Have reading. good luck. She has to go on the roof. Yes. With like a ball on her head 
and shout sexy, sexy beam. beam as loud as she can. That that was for the um, for the um, reading, wasn't it? For the um, what do you call it? Not tarot card reading, but it's psychic. It yes, the that's telling. the one. It was for the fortune telling. Um, sexy beam wasn't really one of my favorite moments, but one of my favorite moments is when Yozara. Well, you know it's going to be a Yozara moment. It's when Yozara was playing the um, oh was when Yozara was was um, was watching the the homo. Was it called Homo Game or oh. Homo Game Club or something? Oh yeah, it was the, it was the movie based off of a homo yeah. game. Like they 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 turned down like the sensitive moments so that anyone could watch it. Kind of reminds me of season one, right? Because it was it was a familiar joke when she was like, okay, read this in in the game and, and the way mm. you know senna before never used to read that kind of shit and now she just read it and she was like it, it was awkward right looking at everyone else's reaction especially um rika and um yozo's reaction they were like cool we respect you like that's it let's not talk about the moment anymore that i found that was no, like while we're on this topic i just have to say i really like in a way i really like how how hog and i just holds nothing back when it comes to yeah of course humor. oh no of course it's at senna's expense unfortunately yeah but you know i think Senna really did pull it off like she really showed like you know what guys fuck you I'm gonna show you guys that I can do it and I right. show you guys just how sexy it, I it, can it's be. embarrassing for it's her, embarrassing but, for like, her, but it takes some balls to do that right yeah it takes some guts to do that and you know who, who among us here would be passionate enough about the games we play to do something like that you know I, I wouldn't would. I really wouldn't but that's because you're you, director you, fanfic about so. your meat stuff and how much do you want to meet stuff out loud in, in front of <laughs> oh friends? no <laughs> no, no, if if you if you ever like want me to read something out loud, I will give you the manliest like impression I I would ever use and read it in front of you just to make you happy. That was one of the favorite moments. Another favorite moment that I had really within season two was um it was I think when Yozora got to play the Otome game, the dating dating simulator that I loved. Right? Oh it, yeah. Oh, it's not. It was depressing. It was though, depressing, end, but that's why I liked it, right? Because she got to see like she was playing it as if it was herself she used her name you know senna tried to do the same sort of joke from season one but it backfired on her right uh with the changing of the names but you know she got to see like because she doesn't interact with people and because she doesn't show emotion to people and she doesn't open herself up to people she will just end up alone and she got to see that and you know it did upset her and it was a depressing moment but i do remember during my first watching not the re-watching but during my first watching of hagenai season two you know i saw i don't want to say this but i saw a lot of myself within yozara because it was a time when you know i didn't speak really speak to people i didn't really do this or that or interact with people in that way and it was just like damn if i don't if i don't do that then i would probably follow the same suit so i kind of related to her in that sense and it, it kind of got to me it was a depressing moment but i did enjoy it because it, it kind of brought some realism to this anime in, in such a way yeah definitely well i just liked how like it wasn't really that moment that that it wasn't like her playing the dating sim that that i really liked it was the it was how it connected to the overall plot of the story and, her, and just her, like, her character. Yeah, it, it's a moment of growth, right? Yeah. It's just a, it, it reflects herself, right? And from that, she learns. So it's it's a depressing moment, unfortunately, in an anime that's usually very lighthearted and very, you know, funny. But it's an, a, it's a necessary But the thing moment, is, does she truly right? learn from it? And that is something that we're going to bring up later on. I think, I think we should bring that up later, yeah. So that that's, in terms of my favorite moments, that, that would be it. Uh, Le- was, would that was take hoping... the cake for you? I, I would say, yeah, that would be my one of my favorite moments, my least favorite moments. Uh... Oh, it's going to involve Senna's. No, no, it's it. not. It, if 
funnily enough, <laughs> it does not involve Senna. I actually enjoyed the Senna moments within season two. Um, it was sexy beam. Sex, sexy beam. <laughs> um, what? yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start every episode of Kunai from now on. Sexy with beam. Sexy beam. Sexy beam. Um, what was it? It was the moments that had the um the redheaded girl. Really, I did not enjoy. Owie. Yeah, Owie. I really did not. Yeah, she enjoy that. I didn't moment. really take note of her. Honestly, it, it was it was kind of what what moments? Is it all moments? Not all not all the intro? moments. I think her introduction and how she was kind of introduced as a rival and she was in there. She's in the show for one. Yeah, it was. It, I can understand that they probably wanted to do more with the character and, and obviously I haven't read most of the light novel. I really haven't gotten to the point, but I would presume that she is a prominent character within that. I genuinely did not enjoy those moments with her in, in and obviously the the um, Quick student council president. Does you not enjoying her still include the moment where she got owned by Yuzura and Senna? You know when she g- goes into the club and gets oh fucking wrecked by both of them? The, um, what, the moment where which but are you talking about? Are you talking where, about where Yuzura just fucking like flips out the goddamn rule book and starts yeah, citing yeah, yeah. like holes she in her argument? She didn't read it. She was just telling her like, I know. Like, she had um, memorized I don't know. Like, even even that it. moment I felt it was a I don't want to say cringy because that's not the right word. It, it just felt, it made me feel very awkward, right? Because as much as I really don't like the character and the way she was introduced, it made me feel bad for her because it's kind of like, oh, Yozara, you're being a, a little bit of a bit. N- not necessarily Yozara, it was actually Senna. Sen- oh, Senna felt, was, sorry, Kevin, but Senna was kind of a bitch in that moment. And it, it made me feel bad because it was... I'm glad she was a bitch. I hated Especially that the way that she calls her dad and shit. It's like, okay. It, it made me feel bad for the girl. That's just my opinion. All right. All right, I felt no remorse for her. Like I, I was, I wish she was. Gone. I, I love that moment. Just how like fucking no, like it was the few moments where Yuzura and Senna worked together, and it fucking went so well because I especially love Senna's moment, right? Where like she's just bitching there in the background, how they're like kind of screwed, and the club's gonna be shut down and all that, and then Senna just fucking casually flips at her phone, makes one phone call, comes back two minutes later, is like, no, nah, we're good. <laughs> but here's the thing, I this is she's one of the characters that I, I really dislike in in certain shows it's like i hate how like i know she was supposed to be at a joke like oh she comes in like she tries to like disband the club like and then like she fails but like she was like becoming persistent to the point where like she almost got it like she almost got it like disbanded just because she had like a little bit of a rivalry b- between like her and Sena, which wasn't even a rivalry it was jealousy but like which is why it felt really good to me that Sena just went up to her face and just like shut her down you know i would not be surprised if she was actually she ends up joining the neighbors club i wouldn't be surprised either but like i'm just glad that it's like she she was just shut up like I, she she annoyed Can me I I'm like, I don't want her shutting down second. this club. I, I know that, you know what, usually we don't talk about characters in the favorite mo- moment section, but since we, we're so already so deep into her character, and, you know, there's so little to say about her anyways, I'll, I'll say one thing, okay? And I think that Tyson might agree here. Just judging off of what he told me when he watched second season. And I think that, you know, it's easy to hate her on the surface, like Yozura, right? But we gotta keep in mind that what is this show about? It's about, you know, these people who are, you don't necessarily have friends, right? You're kind of, like, awkward in social situations, so they may seem, you know, um, you know, you really, you really dislike them on the surface, but so were all the other characters at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Yozura was bitchy and she still kind of is. Senna was hated by almost everyone, probably hated by everyone, 
except for the boys, obviously, right? So I think that she fits quite well into, into the cast of characters when you consider that the rest of them weren't exactly, you know, uh, white knights when they were introduced either, right? Yeah, no, I, I see your point, especially obviously with uh, Kodaka, he was, you know, delinquent. Um, mm-hmm. They're all outcasts Perceived. in their own way, right? Yeah. But I feel that just the anime doesn't give her enough story time. Yeah. That might be why that we think like this and they've portrayed her in a certain way. Um, well, I guess I was just upset how like she was just suddenly introduced and like suddenly like the club is like po- like probably gonna be destroyed and like that that just kind of annoyed me. I'm like, why like why are you introducing somebody who's like whose only purpose was to like get this get her like out? One of the way? thing that I did want to mention in regards to favorite moments and things like that is how come there was no swimsuit episode? Why, Bish? I'm gonna shut you down right now, actually, because I think we got something a lot better. Yeah, you need to shut up, Bish. We, we, know- <laughs> we have something a lot better than a swimsuit episode in season. There, wait, there, there was no swimsuit episode and there was no tit. Where would where were the tits? What are you talking about? There was like there was a shot of Sena's no, tits. No, we saw Sena's tits without any sort of censorship in season one. Where's that? Fish, did we watch the same anime? Did, did we watch the same show here? Because um, if I recall, yeah, okay, season one swimsuit episode with Sena was 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 pretty pretty nice, yeah, right? Yeah. Coming from a Sena fan, Hell but yeah. may I remind you that we got the fucking Maid Cafe episode, which was fucking yeah, legendary. But the Maid Cafe is not like Universe. Remember Universe? Wh- what no, happened no, to that? What? Okay, dude, I have to defend myself here because Maid Cafe, the episode six, that was one of my favorite episodes, and I think it's one of the legendary moments mm, of season two. Why? Right? Because you get so much in it. Okay, so you get fucking Rika's super intense like Sun Maid persona, right? Um, there is Senna's legendary Moi Moi Kyun. Okay. And there's also the you know the Yuzuru fan service and the You've Peaked moment. So I mean, I think episode six is jam packed with quotable lines and sure. shit. So I, well, I mean the maid the the maid episode. Well, as far as the maid episode is concerned, like. Um, Kodaka didn't peek in like he's like oh like you forgot something and then he sees Yozura trying to put on the maid outfit and just like oh that was a good like. yeah that was a good See, episode uh, gotta say it was a it was a nice moment I did not like the whole interaction with you know Rika she was being overly like Sundera man you know what since we're it's a season two episode actually explain to me why you think the swimsuit episode in season one was better than the one the maid moment we got here. Why? Because we saw well, it was because it was a it was a beach episode, right? And we got to see a lot of people within there. Even I don't I don't know how to explain it because there was multiple swimsuit episodes. There was the one with Senna in the pool with Kodaka. Think, we don't need a we need, don't need a swimsuit episode. No, we need a swimsuit. This is oh my no, god, we don't, we don't need a swimsuit. Your criteria episode. is romantic absurd. comedies, especially one like Haganai, always has to have. This is no no no, no, no. Bish, you don't understand. Oh, no Haganai no, is the exception. No, it is no, the exception no, to the golden rule. No, it's not. Every, like, Toradora has it, Orimo has it, a lot of anime have it. There's right? no reason to have two swimsuits. We need, we need a swimsuit episode. Even Bakken Test Season 2 has a swimsuit episode. And we need that. I, we need that fan service in I that way. That... Although, yes, they, they've given us fan service in more creative ways. I understand that. That's perfectly fine. But I think we do need a swimsuit episode. What attracts you about the swimsuit episodes? Like, what attracts you so much to the point where you need another one? We learned quite a lot. From the swimsuit episode within season one, in regards to Yozara, in regards oh to God. Senna. Obviously, you know when when those guys were hitting on Senna within season one, we learned how she kind of deals with these people, and obviously we we got to see more of Kodaka and how he kind of defended so her. So basically, you wanted them to be hit by guys. No, again. I don't want that. I want those kind of moments where you know Kodaka can shine and be like, you but know, we what? did, bitch. Did we? I think what Joey's swimsuit episode we? to do that though. We we did get these character development moments but in different contexts okay like, i just want to see, see tits anyone... all right leave me alone guys i, w- I like there's swim- enough for some... no i like swimsuits all right? not... leave me alone. You, you can okay, okay. Dude, you can Fine. you can touch yourself to the sw- season one no it's not the same though it's not the same 
It's not, it's not the right, same. So, oh my god. <laughs> ironically enough, from this discussion, we we've learned important things about Bish. You know, we've learned that he's he's got a sw he's got a swimsuit. Suit no, no, it's not just. Okay? I do, but it's not just that. I want to see Yozora with short hair in a swimsuit. Hell yeah. Well, I, I'm sure you can find Rule Thirty Four. No, that's not the same. Don't it's not. It's you not official. Worry. It's not official. It's not AIC doing it. Come on. Okay. Okay. Fine. <laughs> What other favorite moments do you have, or are you done? I'm, I'm done with my favorite moment. Okay, because I, I'm gonna have to continue on with these these legendary moments here. And I I just do not think that I would forgive myself if we moved on from the favorite moments without mentioning... Especially without saying my favorite moments. Yeah, especially without Joe's favorite moments, but, but for my for my section Yeah, no, Kevin, I know moments. you forgot. I know you forgot. <laughs> No, man, we, we oh, love yeah, you, no, Joe. You're, we love like, you. after you I were would... done talking, you were going to move on and be like, oh, like, hey, everyone said the favorite moments, and I'm going to have to go in and be like, hey, you, you son of a bitch. You know why he's doing that? Because in season one, he didn't get his time to talk. So he's he's so making really that time. I want to make sure that, you know, it doesn't happen again. Because season season one, okay, I don't care if I don't get to say anything, but season two, it's it was like the the show for me, right? So I got to get my opinions out there. But um, in terms of golden moments, another one on my list is the fourth episode where they go to the theme park and specifically the roller coaster scene Wh which roller coaster there's two roller coaster scenes are we talking about the one where they go eight times both both of them are good but the first one specifically the first time you know when fucking let's see so fucking Yozora and Senar are both losing their collective shit mm -hmm. okay Rika fucking goes in fucking sane wow she's what just she's turned on by it no no it's, it's fucking hilarious and then I, I think see bish this is why Kevin has better opinion what than you. come out see this is why like the fact that the kevin and i share the best girl is a sign like kevin and i just have that synergy yeah, you know like joe and i are like ying and you're like yang dude you're just, you're just on the opposite end of the spectrum okay all right but we need we need that differences, yeah. right? This is yeah. how kunai works. If we all had the same opinions, it well, wouldn't be fair, a fun discussion. I, I will give you that. Think about that. I will give you yeah. that. Well, I mean, with that said, like Kevin just basically yeah. said, Joe, Joe actually, I'll let you continue too. here, Joe. Can you explain to Bish, this non-believer, why it's such a freaking great episode? No, I'm not saying it's not a great episode, but... <laughs> as soon as Rika goes to the top, fuck. <laughs> but she says it multiple times within within the series, right? Within the season. She's the one saying fuck a lot. Well, the build, like, it's a build-up with, like, them being, like, Rika being totally calm where everyone's freaking out. And then as soon as she just says fuck... It's, I'm like, this is my favorite moment. And then when they go down the roller coaster, like, you see Rika rambling, or everyone else is just screaming. What about Yukimura within that scene? She was oh just my pretty God. chill. Yukimura was fucking... If I'm not mistaken, she was reciting, like, a poet, like, a... It's either like a song, poem, or like a prayer or something. She was just—it's. It, I believe. I don't want to say it's a prayer. I think it's something to do with the um, samurais of that time, because obviously she's she's very like, samurai-based and shit. So I believe it's something to do with that. Either that, or it's a suicide note that she's reciting. I'm not quite sure. Um, By the way, it was hilarious, and I'd, I'd also like to add like another favorite moment, which is which kind of works in tandem with the roller coaster. It's when Yozura and Sena oh, were trying yeah. to like challenge no, that, each other. That was alright, yeah. And then they're doing so many times that they got they were like totally blue and they just threw up that's another thing within that episode we got to learn we, quite we got a to lot learn about some character like i forgot about this when i watched it but i was like oh yeah we don't officially get a confirmation that of yuki's um gender until season until this episode in season two right for the whole of season one you were feeling trapped you're like so is yuki a trap or is yuki not a trap
job, right? But you get the official confirmation in this episode, right? So it's very interesting because like it isn't like Yukimura trying to pretend. Um, like it's like it's more than just him trying to pretend. Little her trying to pretend he's a boy. Oh, uh, she's a boy. Oh my god, uh, <laughs> I'm still not used to it. But like it's 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 her. There's just <laughs> it's her like thinking she can become a but guy. But bear in mind the re the reason she thinks that is it's going back to season one. The reason she thinks that is because her family wanted a boy. Mm -hmm. They even gave yeah. her a, yeah. a a male name, and they kind of pressurized her, right? So I can understand why she thinks that, because she's treated in that way by her family. But it is interesting, the fact that she didn't quite understand that. It's interesting that she didn't understand what gender she was, right? She didn't understand that, you know, she's born as a woman. She didn't really understand. She thought, okay, I'm a dude. You see what I mean? Until Rika had to explain to her. One, one thing to mention is that she didn't quite believe it when uh, Maria was saying, you know, that, oh, you're going to grow a penis soon or whatever. And she was like, yeah, I'm going to... She actually said it. She was like, yeah, I'm going to grow a penis when, when I become more mature. Genuinely, that's what she felt, right? No, it's not just Maria. It, it's, it's about Yukimura. Yukimura actually believed that. She was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to grow a penis. She believed she would actually grow a penis, right? Until Rika had to explain to her well, actually, Reek, what what the fuck did Rika do, by the way? I don't... She just stuck her hand up there. Rika taught her about the yaoi hole. By the way, even before the talk, she just put her hand up her skirt, and she was just doing stuff, it's right? like, someday I will grow a penis. Oh, oh, okay. Um, here. I, I've, been, I've been silent for the last few minutes because I've been trying to find that, that quote that I tweeted when I watched this episode. Because this episode's so rich in quotable moments, right? Joe, you probably remember this, right? When Rika's going down the roller coaster... This is one of her quotes, right? I'll, I'll use my um, dramatic voice. You fucking rotten whore, bitch, universal gravitation. And she's like fucking shit talking. <laughs> I don't know. Oh it's, it's just. No, like I heard, no, she was just rambling while she was on the roller coaster. And I found that hilarious. Like she was yeah, like, she, I was like she, Rika's she broken. Damn it. And finally, I don't know, because this episode has so many good moments. The final excellent moment in this episode for me was when Senna took. Kodaka um, and the little sister to see the show, right? And the presenter is like, no, oh, but, that was so but the reason why it's in my favorite moments part <laughs> is that the fucking presenter, Sen Senna stands up, right? And is like, no, sorry, mom, you have to sit back down. So it was like, lol, Senna confirmed MILF. No, no, I just found that funny because like when you, then you look no, they side do. by side, they like, do. they look very similar. Well, they do, they do mention it within within the episode. Even uh, Kodaka and Senna say, you know, like, if I'm the mom, you know, then you're dead. <laughs> just saying. Um, one thing that I wanted to know about the episode, why was Kobatov sad? Was it because she didn't like the fact that, that uh, Yozoro was referred to as mom? Because her, I, I believe her mother died, right? So I think she was just shy about um about just going onto the uh, going. Yeah, onto I think the it stage. might have been stage fright, but yeah, you bring up a, a good point that I didn't think of actually. Um, yeah, do, yeah, bring up a good point too. Like also, just because I, I think that she feels scared, like legitimately scared by Senna, right? Um, because Senna is really like obsessed. She's intimidating, with, like, right? Obsessive. Unhealthy. It, it's just straight up creepy how obsessed Senna is with her, right? So. Well, it's creepy how obsessive Senna can be, right? In general. Honestly, just watching this anime a second time, I noticed, like, you just notice how, not, not creepy, but how disturbing some moments are, right? Um, but I'll, I'll get into that in the story section later, but it, it's something I notice. Um, other than that, though, other than the Onisa bitch moment early on, I don't really have. <laughs> I, I had to bring it up because it, it, it's not like a deep <laughs> moment, but it's it's still a joke that 
I, I found very memorable, so I had, to, I had to bring it up. But before I move on, um, of course, I can't you know, just abandon Joe, right? I have to give Joe his his five minutes of fame. So Joe, um, do you have any extra tidbits to, to share with us? What moments did you really like in season two? Tidbits. Or, or you know what? Do you have any least favorite moments? Least favorite moments. So or, that's or other favorite really moments. Either one works. Uh. <laughs> I mean, feel free to shit on Nozora at any time during this episode. Really, just go ahead. Well, I mean, I'd say my least favorite moment is just the entirety of the last episode. Okay, Ooh. actually. You know what, guys? I, I know that we, we want to talk about that um in this section but can we talk about the last episode when we talk about characters because i think there's it, it, i think it's the way I'm, I'm not gonna talk about it in depth i'm gonna leave i'm gonna put a cliffhanger like right just there. like what they did okay <laughs> i'm just gonna put out a cliffhanger we, we will we're gonna, we're gonna get back to that episode because i think that that episode and character development it's so hand in hand that it'd be a shame if we spoiled our thoughts on the characters before we get to that but you know what? i think we can mm -hmm. say that in general, season two has some fucking amazing moments. It, it takes the comedy that you know and love so well from the first season, and it cranks it up another notch, you know, cranks it up to 11. And that's what I love about season two. That's why I was so hyped, you know, way back when we recorded season one for, for Kunai. I was like, I'll be honest, season two what I'm, is what I'm really looking forward to. And it's because of these moments, because, you know, of Rika's moments, because of Yozora and Sarah. Just all the characters have really funny, quotable moments. Right, and they have good character development. Exactly. So we yeah. Hear so it's, just, again. it's more of the same, but it's. What do you mean exactly? We never heard. In my head. Like remember, we did. We get well, to hear well, Universe. I guess at sexy all beam. We'll have two. to do for now. Sexy. <laughs> sexy, sexy beam. beam is not as good as Universe. Let's, let's be honest, guys. Well, it set a pretty high bar in season one. Like, let, let's be real here. It's 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 hard or, or, to talk. Or Excalibur. Excalibur and Universe. Well, I mean, sexy beam was set up. Like Universe just kind of came out of nowhere, and it was just hilarious. You know, sexy beam kind of reminded me of this weird Dragon Ball Z, you know, like Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z, how he has special <laughs> beam cannon. It reminds me of that. It, it felt like such a DBZ moment. I can imagine it. I can imagine like like somebody like putty putty but isn't it just using it. Sexy beam. Um. Anyways, uh, those moments, right? They're really good, but they're all they wouldn't be. Haganai obviously is not a completely slice of life anime. It's it's not like Nichi Jewel, right? Uh, it does have a story, and I do think it does it come into play. More so in the second half of, of the anime more than the first, and I want I want to talk to you guys about that. Like, what changed in terms of story from season one, and uh, what do you think of those changes? Do you like it? Do you not appreciate the changes that they made to the story? You know, like, talk to me here. I'll be honest with you. Um, with season one and season two, there is a tone yeah. change. Okay. Right. Season one is very more comedic, and it's it's about introducing you to the characters. We do get and like getting the neighbors. Yeah, club getting together. establishing the neighbors club and and just showing that this is what we do, etc. And it it kind of a lot of season one. I don't want to say it's pointless. But it doesn't really help us learn about certain characters, more so Rika and, um, you know, Yozora and things like that. Within season two, there is more like a serious underlining tone, first of all. And there's also romance. Romance kind of embellishes within season two a lot more. Uh, going into season one, I knew from reading reviews online that it was classified as a romance. But it's not necessarily a romance, but you see that kind of peaking towards the end of season one. Well, I mean, the romance was very... Well, sorry to interrupt you, bitch, but like the romance was very serious in season two to the point where it was like it's like it wasn't just like synergy, like synergy between uh, Yozura and and Kodaka. It was like Kodaka had to make a decision. Yeah, it, it, it's that love. It's this awkward love triangle, and then you have like Rika jumping in in the middle, and there's moments with Yukimura. That... <laughs> oh, oh, man, oh Freudian is... slip right there. <laughs> oh my god. I'm I'm sorry, but you know it, it's those kind of moments. It's, it's that kind of ultimatum. 
it has more of a serious undertone and there is obviously this love triangle going on between uh, Kodaka, Senna and <clears throat> and Yozura as well and it, it's more serious more episodes are based around going on dates and, and things like that and there's, there is also more sexual undertones as well within the animation uh, specifically with um, Rika and with Yukimura so it, it does get a lot more serious a lot more depressing there is talks of marriage it's, it's like a, um, almost not quite almost a dramedy and this is, there's so much drama because of the relationships and so much tension caused between the characters dramedy. You know? yeah but I, it, it's becoming a romantic drama right and it's true and we do see it towards the end of that and the light novels is classified as that it's not necessarily it is there's comedic moments well, no, it right, gets but, very yeah, serious yeah. like around the end like it got they got very serious when I'm like is this the same show anymore like but I think that's what Hug and I was supposed to be right and season one was just an introductory point into into that and getting it's about getting people hooked to show them the true story and i feel that it's done it well it wasn't a bad transition by any means like i towards season one i kind of felt that this was the the route they were going to take and they done it well i i have no kind of qualms about whether or not you know i like the changes i i really enjoyed the changes within season one and season two uh, i mean i liked i liked season two i liked everything about season two but i, I honestly disliked the ending well, the, see this is again yet like, another it, example of of Joe and I kind of aligning. I, I almost your opinion, not quite, but I, I can see where you're coming from, definitely. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll explain it later, but like, I just had to say, like, there's something, like, it, there's something about was the finale that just kind of soured my overall Was it just the story finale, or is it the story series. overall that you have a negative opinion of in season two? I mean, I, I enjoyed, like, what, I enjoyed the story, like, overall, because we got a lot more, like, it got a lot deeper into it, like, we heard of, like, like we found like oh Santa and Kodaka are childhood friends too and they were apparently the, the funny thing is that was kind of seen like it, it it's hinted in in season one right not directly but the fact that the parents knew each other that's kind of a giveaway if the parents know each other and they still kind of hang out with each other you would assume their children would as well even at a young age right that's something to put out there all right i mean for me in terms of story um what i noticed the second time watching this you know the gift of hindsight that i'm given this time while watching the second season is that you know like i said earlier uh the first time i didn't really notice certain elements such as you know yeah there's the light-hearted funny side of Hagenai, but more so in season two than in season one, I found that they focus on these these darker aspects. So like Senna being bullied at school, right? Having you know, and her dad being visibly you know worried about that. Her her being bullied about her having weird tendencies like the photos in her in her room and stuff, and the wig that was really fucking weird. It kind of disturbed me really. Um, the fact that you know. Maria and Kate, you know. Hmm. I found it really weird how you just like never touched upon that again. I didn't say anything. Let's um, hmm. yeah. Anyways, uh, uh, there's. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's just like I it's like oh, apparently like like Sena thinks that like by stalking Yosura, like she's. Does she really think that? That's the question I want to put out to that's, Joe. That, no, that's my question throughout the entire anime. By like, I I, I don't I don't think it was. It again. But okay, maybe you can be like, oh yeah, they're just doing that, you know, for, for the lols, for jokes, but I legitimately think uh, that she does, and that's, it. it's kind of creeping it. I don't know, it, it felt out of place. Honestly, I, I was kind of hoping. I think, no, I, I think that there is another reason that she has those pictures. I don't think it's the reason for vengeance. I don't think it's that. I think there is another reason, um, although I don't want to get into it currently at the moment. It's something you need honest, to think about. To be honest, I would, like, deep inside... Sorry to interrupt you again, Bish, but like, to be honest, deep inside, I was kind of hoping that Sena would admit that she was gay. That's actually an interesting point, which I want to touch upon well, we'll later. get to ships, don't thank you, you worry. For it up. But moving on, yeah, of fucked up things, there's like, you know, Maria and Kate having a broken family dynamic, right? I don't 
know what happened to their parents. I don't think they do have parents, right? Because Kate is kind of looking after I think Lydia. That, I think it's mentioned that yeah, they're, they're right? orphans, so, and, and the church took them in. I believe that's the case. So, visibly, that was mentioned as well, right? There's also Yuki's um, family issues, right? No. So, just very serious problems that are, are kind of glossed over with humor, right? And most of the time, I guess, during the first first watching i didn't really notice this because i was focusing on the funny moments because it's really distracting but the second time i noticed this and it, it yeah that's what the show does like it just distracts you from like from like the deep undertones by like introducing a lot of comedy that's what i really like about it it's like it's kind of like it has its moments but like it also like it doesn't drift away from like like yeah yeah exactly. giving you a nice life but i, I would say that's the best thing about the season too is that it has replay value that's something we usually say for games right but there is some sort of value in re-watching it because you do get those other points as you as you grow right hug and i grows with i know it sounds very cheesy it's kind of like a fine wine the longer you keep it for and then you kind of age with it and you just there is an appreciation and there are things that you notice that you wouldn't have noticed before in terms of that aspect of the plot i found it you know it was it was weird at times but it added a certain depth and as you said this value to, to re-watching the anime right because i honestly don't re-watch anime too too often i like to wait uh, extended period of time between uh, watching so I can forget what I saw and I think that for Hagen Season 2 I, mm. this uh, this adds value it gives you a reason to go back and watch um, but yeah, of to course. add on what, to what Joe said earlier I do have to agree, agree with him you know it's clear that you know we, we've all brought it up so far that uh, Season 2 does have this focus on drama that Season 1 doesn't have unfortunately um, just in my opinion Hagen like its best moments when it truly shines are genuine funny moments between the characters, right? And also when you get character development, mm. right? I felt the stupid drama like at towards the end of the show, just, it didn't really fit in with the rest of, of the premise, right? I mean, yes, obviously you, you can't just keep the season one premise where it's like, oh, you're still trying to build a club, right? You, you need progression in the plot. But I found that inserting this drama and just more specifically the way certain characters, which I'll get into a bit, dealt with this drama was so fucking frustrating that it didn't ruin. Well, let me just, let me kind of describe how I felt. Let me use like um, an acronym. Well, not, uh, well, not, not, not acronym, that's the wrong word, analogy. Let me, let me use an analogy. Like, it's like when you watch a, um, when you watch like a, a dark anime and it has, it has like those big time skips, like in like something really bad happens so like the other half of the anime is like post-apocalyptic you know what i mean like it's like actually let me it's a little bit of a spoiler for kid Icarus uprising sure, sure. It's, it'll be easier to explain um there's one point in the story where like there's a break uh in there's a break in the story where you advance three years into the future and like you continue the game from there and like everything has gone to shit it's like i felt like kagani season two like did something like that and it's like in the span of a finale it's like they had like it's like oh like um, Kudaka hasn't gone to the club in a week and like everything's like falling apart and like they did that all in like 15 minutes um one thing i do want to mention about that quickly just to intercept um is that now i it makes me rethink because you brought this point up it made me rethink whether or not they intended to do this on purpose or whether or not this was this point was included within the well, light novel they did it on purpose or it, not isn't really important here i'm i'm starting to think it isn't right because it make it reminds me i'm i'm i don't want 
to say it's foreshadowing the true ending of Hagenai, but it feels, it kind of feels like that, Kevin. It feels like they were trying to do that and maybe they didn't want to do a season. That's what makes me... I'll comment on a part of what you said because I'll, I'll comment on the season three aspect later on, but um, I got to disagree there because I, looking back at it now, I do think that him running away from everyone, because they bring it up in the episode itself, actually, him running away from everyone and the problems and facing the other members of the club after what happened in episode 11, it makes a whole lot of sense. It really fits with his character, right? Um, and the only thing I disagree on, like, with Joe with is, for me, it wasn't the last episode. It was kind of the last few episodes, because before that, even... Well, I mean, actually, let me explain a little better. It was, like, the last two episodes, if I, if I want to be more specific about it. But, like, it's just, like, the end of the finale was what got me, like, what hit me the worst, like, when, like... When Don't get me wrong, like, it, the drama, sure, it can be done, right? You kind of need that once in a while to mix things up, right, to prevent the, the story and the dynamic from getting stale. When, like... Don't yeah, get me wrong, like, yeah. Akinai did a fantastic job with, like, incorporating drama. It's just, like, at, at, like around the end, it, it kind of... Mm, yeah, I think like, the drama too could much have of it, been done like, right. It's just Kodaka really could not handle that shit well. And it makes for such awkward moments between the characters, right? That it's just frustrating. But, you know, speaking of characters, of, you know, whether you like them and whether you find them frustrating like I do with certain ones. Um, let's talk about just that, characters. Like, how has your opinion of them changed and stuff? Let's go over Let's go over the main characters, actually. Let's get Yuzura and Sena out of the way first, and uh, Rika and Yuki as well, right? So let's talk about them. Okay. Who, want, who wants to go, actually? I kind of want to talk, I really do want to talk about Rika. Um, I, I just, I really like Rika's development in, in season two. Like, in season one, like, I, she felt like a joke, I'll be honest. Like, she was just, like, there to kind of, like, to be, to be, like, that one perverted character that squeezes in the jokes from time to time. But, like, with season two, like, you got so much, like, insight onto, her, like, the kind of person she is, and it, it, it felt really good. Like, even though I trashed the end of Hawkeye season two, I really like Rika's, like, role in, in it. Like, she, she, what, like, she changed my opinion for me on she made the that. last arc bearable because she was the one who wasn't having any of kodaka's shit right and i gained a lot of respect for it mm -hmm. it's not like i didn't respect her before but I, she's developed a I lot i agree but i don't i wouldn't go to that extent and say she made the last arc bearable that i disagree with. i mean i'd say well, she was like the, the light in the dark what is your opinion on, I mean? on rika do you think that like, that's like, um like you, you've Grown to appreciate her more like has it is it as significant I, I would me say so. I, I, appreciation of her or no i can't I would say okay. even more. All right. I would say even more than your appreciation. Before I did kind of shit on Rika in season one, and I, you know, she was she was a comic relief. But um, throughout this, you've noticed within every episode, she's changing parts of herself, right? And I can see that she feels she doesn't feel okay with her image. That's why she wants to do that, right? Well, I mean, I wouldn't say she's changing parts of herself. I feel yeah, like she's just she, being like more not honest. necessarily more honest, but she wants. She wants Kodaka to to notice her. That's what it's. We joke about senpai notice me, right? But she what? It clearly she wants to be loved. Like she sees, you know, how you know Senna gets treated and Yozawa gets treated. She I wants the know, same man. sort of. I, I'd have to thing disagree going with you there. I mean, yes, she does. Grow Why? A lot, but I don't think it's just like, oh my god, please Kodaka notice me. But I think it's more like she they mention it in the anime that you know she's the one that tries the hardest to make friends right i don't think it's she's going after kodaka yeah. she's yeah. she just wants to preserve no i don't her, i don't you know, keep I don't, her friends happy right not not just yeah him. she wants her friends right i understand that it's it's understandable especially how she kind of treats yozara with the game and kind of defends it with the game and things like that 
but and, and especially creating things for for the club right but i i kind of see the whole yozara thing um not yozara the whole kodaka thing mainly because she does change her hairstyles a lot um she takes off the glasses she wants to become a new person not necessarily a new person but she wants to kind of break herself out of the comic relief and it's it's yes she's still a funny character right but she's not i feel that she's not there just for the for the jokes right she's actually a a good character a funny character a character you know who i my opinions have changed like before i used to kind of hate her because she was a comic relief and now i kind of love her like she's i don't want to say one of my favorites because obviously Yoza are best girl, but you know, um, I don't know. I mean, she could be one of your favorites, and Yoza can be wait, your, wait, wait, your best girl. Um, I, uh, my heart has kind of changed towards her, and I've seen—I don't want to say—I've seen a lot of myself, but she's she's clearly kind of vulnerable, and she's kind of showing her vulnerabilities, which it—it's part of being—it's part of being human, right? She's she's more of a human character within season two than she was within season one. Although I didn't like that scene, uh, that weird Magneto scene. Oh, what the on. fuck let, was let, that? Let's about? Just save that for the end. Let's save that for. Yeah. All right. Was, All right. Yeah. I think that's what you end with. But yeah, that's that's my opinion. That's my opinion on Rika. I really do love her within Would this Would you please do the dirty with me, Senpai? She's, oh, she's just great. You know, she reminds me of someone I've actually spoken to in real life. And it's like, oh, man. That's just like, it reminds me of one of my friends. I'm like, damn it. That's kind of cool. No, I know a lot of girls who ironically. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's, it's like Rikas do exist. IRL. Oh, honestly, just because the characters at their core, right, when they first introduced, they're based off archetypes, right? And consequently, I, I do find that to a certain extent, like, you can really identify with a lot of the characters here, right? Like, you, you said earlier that, you know, you really like that moment with uh, Yozura and the game because you could relate to that, and that's, I think it's one of the strengths of this anime, right? That you can relate to so many of the characters, right? And the stuff that they go through, right? And uh, on Rika, going back to her, like, I completely agree with you and Joe that she has developed a lot, and I think I appreciate her a lot more in Season 2 than I did in Season 1. But just, I don't think that the changes in season two, I don't think it was provoked by her wanting to get noticed by Kuraka. I, I feel that she did it for herself because she got more comfortable with these people, right? Uh, the, the Neighbors Club has been going around for, uh, it's been happening for quite a while now, and she can be, she can afford to, to show herself a bit more to her friends, right? She can be honest more. I don't think she's necessarily going after Kuraka's attention. Could have been. But aspect, why, why but do you think? I don't think that. Okay. But the thing is, why do you think that she always kind of... She's always asking, oh, have you noticed something different with me, senpai? Or things like that. She doesn't necessarily ask other characters, but it's, it's usually just Kodaka. Hmm, fair and they point, did fair point. Kind of mention it. They did kind of mention it. The, the red-headed girl did mention that, you know, that it's a bit weird if you date one of the girls because you're the only guy in a group of... In a harem, basically. So it's like, they will get jealous. And it's kind of... I don't want to say Rika's jealous because I'm not going to say that. It doesn't really seem fair, but you can see points of that because she does mention it. She says, why do you mention, why do you notice these other girls? You don't necessarily notice me. Or that moment when Kodaka noticed, she kind of got like, oh, how come you didn't say it sooner, right? You know, she did mention those and she did kind of say that on multiple occasions. That's why... Okay. I not, thought you that way. A fair point. Actually, I, I did not notice that before. I got, I got to concede and uh, agree with you there. Although I don't, I don't think it's a main part. I, but now that you you brought that up, I, in retrospect, it actually does seem that it may play a larger role than I initially thought in her in her changes. Speaking of other main characters in Hagadai, though, um, how about I get the one and only um, fan of Yozora here to talk about her? Yes, to talk about Yozora, I think Yozora for me, my opinion, Yozora is still best girl, right? Now. I'm just saying <laughs> okay. that. Uh, it's um, it's just saying that. Best, but uh, I Yozora is still best she... girl, but um, 
She's gone worse. <laughs> she's she kind she kind of. Oh gone worse. shit! <laughs> That's called it. You, you didn't think it. I would say that. <laughs> on on, on my that. first oh my viewing of that, you know, Yozora was on this like godly level, right? So no one. Like, I couldn't criticize it. And now I'm rewatching it again. I've become more mature. Bear in mind, it's been five years since I've seen season two. So I, looking at it again, I'm like, she's quite childish. She's incredibly childish. And a lot of the things that she does, it doesn't make sense. Like, she, she does it out of her own emotions. She's quite selfish. Um, yes. She acted the same exact way in same, season same one. Same way in season one. But I, I kind of gave her a, you know a pass, Ish, right? Um, because I felt, you know, she was a childhood quick, friend. Quick, and actually had a hard on for Yozuro as soon as you saw her. you bring this up. And I want to, before you continue, I want to ask you one question. And it's that, has rewatching season two um, changed your opinion of what Yozuro did in season one? Because I remember when you did the episode in season no. one, you were, we were trying to convince you that, hey, Yozuro is acting like a bitch. She's really mean. You're like, no, no, no. That, no, she's not. No, no, no. I don't. I don't think it changes my opinion on season. Okay, one. that's All that. Right. All right, that stands. It. What made me change, and this is this is the point. It's not about Yozora being mean or anything. Or that's that's fine. That's Yozora's nature. I'm not commenting on that. What kind of made me change my opinion on Yozora was actually what she did towards the end. That was a bitch move. She didn't need to do that, and it was out of the blue. Are you talking about no, when she plays the very no. end? No, I'm, I'm talking about the very leaves. end. Because it's it's a, it's it's a very similar thing to Kodaka. It's like why why are you doing that? Oh, you mean how she ran yeah. away? It's it's like really Yozora, you're like you've done that. Um, I believe wasn't it Senna that done the same thing in season one? If I'm not mistaken, I I don't think so. No, but did she? Oh, we call her. No, okay, no, then I'm then I'm getting so. confused because I remember the, during. No, I think you're confusing that with when she was running out. Oh of yeah. Oh maybe <laughs> maybe that's what it was. One of the uh, golden moments from season one. But universe. Um, but that moment, it it kind of made me see Yozra in this other way. I was like, okay, Yozra is kind of a coward. She's running away from her problems, similar to Kodaka. I'm not the greatest fan of Kodaka, as you guys know. And to see that, and to see those character traits, it's a disgusting trait, right? I mean, understandable, especially. That happens in real life, right? And I, like, I wouldn't reproach anyone necessarily for doing that in real life, but yeah, yeah, no, no I understand. I, I guess, it, it guess in a way, it, it, it's just like I kind of agree with Bish. Like, I, here's the thing: I liked Yozora during season two. Like, I, well, I never really disliked her. I just thought she had a lot of issues. It's like, but like in season in season two, I feel like she got a lot better. Like in my opinion, well, she, no, no, in in a way, but like at the end, well, at the end, it's like I feel like it it kind of like tossed all of that. It did. Out That's the what it felt for me because they built her up in such a way, and you know, she was very, she was she was kind of very, um, how do you say? Like that's like that's like part of the biggest gripe I had with the finale. It's like it, it just destroyed the foundation of like what it was. The show. That's was. true. Um. For me, Yozra, she was built up in such a way where, you know, she was kind of more tolerant towards Senna. Like, she wasn't as bitchy within season two. Um, you know, she in at certain point, she was defending Senna, which was, it's, you yeah. know, it's like, yeah. whoa, you, you wouldn't expect that. And it was like, okay, she's grown as a character and she's... I mean, honestly, when you think about it, they both, like, don't, like, they both kind of, like, have a little bit of, like... like no, that's other, true. But like, what I mean is that, other. you know, for Yozra to do that, it's very... Unexpected. It, it's a big change. It's an unaccepted change, right? But to Sunder, but the fact the, the fact that she just left right at the end with no sort of warning. Yeah, it makes no sense. Not only does it make no sense, and to me it seems more of a season three prop point, but it's the fact that she did it in the first place, and it's just like that's uncalled for. So it makes me think, okay, you, you've only left because Kodaka's left, which means you have no reason to come back to the club, which makes me think that you've only started this club 
to reunite with Kodaka. And that's a very selfish thing. For example, Senna came to well, the club because she had no friends. Interesting, but I don't friends. think so, Bish, because didn't she, found, she founded the club before meeting uh, Kodaka, didn't she? If I recall correctly. I believe, I don't think so. She, well, I mean, they both made it together, I think. They Yes, oh, they right, made right, it together right. because they actually done the... Oh, yeah, and, and uh, actually, do I do remember. Um, say, uh, not saying, um, Yozura did recognize Kodaka. She did. She recognized it and she knew yeah, who it was. Which is why, like, she kind of went through with it. it it's weird because the anime kind of um, has, has Kodaka having these flashbacks and regretting the moments that he did and the fact that he didn't tell Sora, um, aka Yozara, um, you know, that I was going to leave and things like that. So he has those emotions. But obviously Yozara is taking it into such a kind of selfish way and she's thinking, okay, I know she has, the, I know he has those emotions because he did scream Yozara Yozara during the dream. So I know that he has those emotions. But obviously when I heard Senna talking about the marriage thing, it, it probably got to her. And she, unfortunately, she kind of broke down and she was like, you know what, I can't, I have to take a break from this. And we've seen this in other shows. Friends is an example of that. But again, once a, sorry to interrupt again, but like it, it felt like they were like what they what Yozuru did at the end just felt like unconventional to the tone of the show. Uh, honestly, like it just felt like it, like it, 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 it kind of went, it kind of, I don't, I don't necessarily whole, think so because there are other shows and, and I'm going to be talking outside of anime, right? Where you have this dynamic where, um, like for example, Seinfeld or, or Friends, um, you're probably too old for, too young for friends sorry but friends had this weird dynamic right where ross and rachel um they kind of broke up and re got back together etc and it was just a group of six guys or just six friends really um and she left and then in the end they go they go chasing after her and it, it seems like this is the case and it does happen obviously this is kind of because it is a drama it's becoming a drama they wanted to introduce that and no better way is to do that is with it's with yozara it's it's it just makes sense right well, i meant like i meant unconventional in the sense that like it's so different from what like the show was so far like going on a journey and then like kind of but going bear in mind the show so, it's like what's the happening. show is evolving into a romance a, a romantic drama as opposed to a romantic uh, comedy. Uh, that's what the show is right, is evolving yeah. into agree but disagree there on that point because i mean I, you got, so. I understand that you know her running away might be contradictory to what we've seen in the show so far as a premise but i wasn't as disappointed by that aspect of the finale as you guys were because i mean i do feel that yuzara actually improved in standing for me uh over the second season i i just think it should have been yes she does get better because she she has her genuine moments right she defends senna and all that but i find that her running away is kind of in line with her character because i've always seen Sen uh yuzara is kind of you know, she has this bitchy exterior, right? But she's actually very insecure about certain things, right? So when she's confronted with that, no, no, that of course, moment of, of crisis, right? I, I'm not surprised that her instinct is to run away from that issue or try to get away from it, right? Because she's always been like that. That's just part of her personality, right? She's bitching the outside, but she's got some... Maybe, maybe she's always been like that, but I've never seen it before. So for me, it was a very pivotal moment. Well, I guess, I guess it, in a way, I just wish it was fleshed out more. Like, I wish it didn't just happen so suddenly. Maybe it would have gotten... It would've, it would've, maybe it would have been easier my, just My opinion it. of Yuzora in Season 2 is like, I appreciate her getting slightly nicer. I'm not going to overstate it. Um, but you know what? I'm not surprised that she, she did that at the end. Because here, I'll, I'll read you some quotes, actually, that I, I took down. Because in season, sorry, in episode one of season two, she literally says, seeing you ranting and crying is always such a good time for me. Straight to Senna's face, right? So, like, it, it, it tells you about her character, right? And even in halfway through the season, in episode six, with the fortune telling, right? With, with a sexy beam, um, she's bullying Senna, right? She's still a bully through and through, right? She does have her moments, but 
all bullies do, right? Bullies are not monsters. Bullies have their own problems, their own insecurities, right? So we do get to see this other side of Yuzo, which I do appreciate, but it does not surprise me in the slightest the way that she acted in the end. So that's why I wasn't as disappointed, because I was like, you know what? I saw that coming. Okay. As number one Yozora fan, I was. It did kind of change my opinions on Yozora. And you know what? I'm going to go as far to say as it changed my opinion on Bescal. I'm just Holy sorry. Holy shit, like, really? You know, as, as a huge... So as a huge Yozura fan, I'm surprised you haven't like mentioned her like boy like th mentioned like that one scene in the the, the uh, one on the train it? with the boys on the train when when she's wearing yes. her boy boyish outfit. Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. I'm surprised meatball. you haven't mentioned that until now. That that was a good moment. Um, that was that was because of the character moment. design and it's hell yeah, Yozura, you look sexy girl. You know I can't I can't. Deny no, like it. what I like about the animation was that it was just so shiny. That's all I like about it. The shiny thighs. AIC has, has this, uh, has I don't this want to distinct it. style, right? The, the shiny thighs. Them shiny thighs. Tell us more about how you like the shiny oh, thighs. I don't want to talk about it. I just have a, 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 like a, an appreciation for Sheen in you anime. You really appreciate like, that. I, that's um, why I read like One Punch Man. Of, am I right? That's why I really like um, Lark's animation. Like with the, like Don Rompa and like, yeah. Don Rompa 3 and Assassination Classroom and such. Like their animation is just so smooth and... Oh, no. It's amazing. I, I found that it was. You know what? I'll, I'll touch on animation later. We can get to that later. I'll, I'll contribute then. But um, I think we've got Yozara out of the way. I'm pretty satisfied with our discussion on it. Um, yeah. May I have the honor of um, opening Senna? Should we should we leave Senna to if last? If you want, sure. If you if you think that okay. I sure. think we should. I think we should. The reason why is because I really want to talk about other characters. Because Senna, that I want to leave Senna to last because there is a big revelation about Senna um, for me. But I want to talk about characters like um, Yukimura. Oh, okay. If you if you mm. listen very uh, carefully, Yuki. you can almost hear Ooh. Tyson like mumbling in the background. Uh oh, Tyson's knocking. I know we're talking about Yuki more, yeah. but you need to calm sorry, down. Sorry, Tyson, we're gonna... I, I, I don't think Tyson appreciates these jokes, but sorry, Tyson, for calling... We're calling you out about... Was, was Yukimura his best girl? That's exactly why I'm bringing this up right now. My original opinions on Yukimura wasn't, wasn't necessarily the best. I felt she was a very stale character in Season 2, and I didn't like that. Okay. Um, yes, we got that big revelation that she's actually a woman... But we that surprised no one yeah it, it didn't really exactly it surprised no one and she was very stale and she kind of continued okay look she's she's the butler now okay ooh, that's so cool no it's not we've seen butler characters before within these kind of animes and they did mention they did reference mayo chiki i'm not sure if you've seen that anime before but it it was referenced and they actually showed scenes of that within this anime and it was just like really it, it felt like a stale thing to do and it was very predictable. And even the way that she she kind of treats Kodaka, it, it's it's it remains the same. It doesn't change. Like okay, maybe she does have this kind of romantic, slightly like probably some sort of romantic feelings towards him now that she realized that she's actually a woman, right? But it, it felt very stale. I don't I don't want to say if she wasn't if she wasn't there, the season would pretty much be the same. Well, I mean. That's just my opinion. It's I, I can agree with you on the fact that I, don't, I personally don't think that she's changed too, too much from, from season one. But, uh, okay, I'll concede on that point. Although, I, I stand strong in the sense that if she wasn't in this season, it wouldn't really make a difference, right? Do you see what I mean? If she wasn't there, kind of like Maria, she's not there for all the episodes. Mm -hmm. I feel that Yukimura didn't need to be there for most of the episodes. Oh, Joe, what do you think of Yukimura? Do you think that she's changed, not changed, changed for better or worse? What do you think of Yukimura? I have to agree with Bish in the sense that, like, Yukimura is pretty much the same as she was in, like, season one. 
It's just like you kind of find out more about her and like, oh, like she's a, like she's a woman. Honestly, though, uh, I, I think that the ironically, the one notable moment for me, like involving Yukimura, doesn't necessarily develop um, her backstory all that much. It's more so in link with Yozura because, um, you know, you may kind of gloss over the fact that, you know, after episode, episode four, I believe, right? When you find out that she is a woman, what does Yozura do? She she makes Yukimura wear a butler suit, right? And you may think yeah. this is she's, this is. She's intentionally making him making her look unattractive yeah, to yeah exactly like i have to highlight the the like the gravity of the situation here because what you have is basically yozura is effectively trying to fuck with you know like it's already clear that yukimura is already confused enough about her gender and all that right and yeah yeah, she's taking advantage of that, and that's something also I don't like. Manipulating um, someone who's already so vulnerable and confused, right? And I think that's such mm, a mm. bitch move, right? And I'm not saying that because I don't like Yozara as much as Sena, I'm just- I I'm being honest here, it's just such- Like, out of all the bitchy things that Yozara could possibly do, I think this is like a new low for her, right? Because, yeah, you can be a- you can be a bully and all that, but- manipulating someone who's confused and vulnerable like this it's so reproachable completely yeah. agree with you and that's also one of the reasons that i don't i didn't necessarily like yozura within season two and it kind of did manipulate change my opinions because as you said she, she's still best girl we'll have to talk about that later i don't i did say at the beginning of the recording but now there's a lot of revelations and it's making me rethink who is best girl but Regardless, I do feel that she, the fact that she did kind of manipulate Yukimura in that sort of way, and it, it did kind of backfire in her face because she kind of got what was coming to her. And I, people like Tyson would probably enjoy and revel at that moment, right? But it was a dick move. It's, it was uncalled for. She didn't necessarily need to do that. And the fact that she even thought about that to kind of find someone that was weaker and someone who was clearly vulnerable and just manipulate them in that way. And she did that in season yeah. one anyway, because yeah. I'm pretty sure she knew Yukimura was a As you can woman. see, Bish, Yuzura has always sort of been a bitch. Are you going to concede to that point? <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I'm glad you it only took realized. us. Oh, oh, how, how long has it been since we recorded season one of of this? It's, it's been only two took years. you two years, but I, I think you're finally drifting away from the it's darkness. Has it really been two years? Well, technically, I've I've seen season one like five years ago, and like mm. the original season. So it took me about five years. It took him five years to finally realize this, but I'm glad that you're finally seeing the light. I mean, don't get me wrong, Yuzura is not. I'm not saying that she. There's nothing to like about her, but he hasn't seen just, the light until he's joined the House of Sena. There are aspects that. You, objectively she has horrible traits not that so I, I i'm not saying that she's unredeemable but you know no no everyone has everyone is redeemable let's just move on to well i mean there are a few other um side characters like aoi but we already covered her the president isn't really important either uh there are three characters left and you want to cover senna last right so i want to co cover senna last should Sister we cover Kate's? yeah 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 Sister okay Kate. all right she let's got, cover she Sister gets Kate. quite a lot um i gotta say Sister Kate's she, a bit she weird. She is, right? But honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use the weird against her, honestly. I think it's one of the reasons why I like no, her. No, no, I wouldn't. I, it's nice. It's a nice weird. She, she's kind it's... of, you know, the tropey character. That, what is it? She's the trope of that that adult, you know, the, the, the teacher that's always, like, drinking beer and stuff. And it's gonna, like, kind of, like... She was, yeah, she's drinking Coca-Cola. Well, she wasn't drinking beer. Coca-Cola. Like but, um, but, but that's because she's not the legal age to drink. Although, it, she's, she grows out of that trope. Because you see her in season one mm -hmm. for a brief moment, um, but she kind of grows out of that trope. She's more motherly. Yes, we see that with yes. her sister. Um, she, you know, calling up on her every That's time and really seeing like if she's okay. Kate, actually, yeah. and being called fucking a Maria. Can you agree that Maria has the uh, best fucking insults in the show? I know, man. It's it's even better than Yozora's <laughs> insults. Maria has the, the best voice witch. in the show. Um, 
it's 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 quite funny, and the, the fact that she calls her an old hag yeah. and thing, and that's her sister, and, right? It's a bit. And she does it all with that like yeah. childish, oh, like, a bitch, you know, voice. topping. Yeah, I, I, I love it. it. It makes you feel so good. But I, hmm. it, one one mm-hmm. thing that kind of interests me about Sister Maria is the <laughs> Sister <fact> Maria. That... <laughs> you need Sister Kate. No, not Sister Maria. Sister mm-hmm. Kate. Sorry. Well, they look the same. Sister Kate. What, what kind of? Oh, completely forgot about Maria. Actually, yeah, we have to cover if, Maria afterwards. Well, I guess we can lump her in. If, this is good. Yeah, lump her in with this one. But it, is she actually a a nun? Who? Kate. Kate. Because it, it is. Cause it is. Kate? It is well, mentioned. Kate is, is, officially is, a is a sister. Is a sister in yeah. and Maria is. But it's a bit. I don't want to get into technicalities. But it's like, it, there's moments where it makes me think she isn't a nun, right? Because she doesn't wear the habit all the time. Really? And when, she's when not. Is she not though. It's it's an anime, dude. Um, when she's calling up Kodaka, she's not yeah, wearing the habit. She's wearing like a vest. She, and... She's not on duty, right? Yeah. Bish, we can't use her. Logic. Oh, all right, it's, it's anime, anime logic, but still, it, it's 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 a bit weird. The fact that you know she's like fifteen, and it makes me. I, I wonder how she got. She's sixteen. Oh, sorry, she became sixteen within this anime. But you know, the fact that she's she's closer she's, to being legal. She's friends. Well, she's already oh, legal. Oh God, God, why um, are you even thinking about that, guys? You fucking oh, perverts. I'm sorry. God damn it, you shameless Lord perverts. forgive me. Hey, it's just a you circle. Know, of exclude life. me from this. <laughs> you know, it, it, okay. Let me get back to the point. The fact that she's friends with Pegasus. I want to know how she. How is she friends with Pegasus? How? What's her? What's what the. the Probably like through the faculty. Yeah, but it's a bit, well, it's I mean, a bit weird. Like you, they're fishing buddies. How did say, they get to that point? Say, you had a theory that um, they are orphans and that they're taken in by the school, right? It's, it's not, it's no, no, it's not, it's not a theory. Oh, okay. well, in that case, wouldn't it be logical that it's, perhaps it's, they were? That's that's why they were taken in by the Pegasus sisters. arranged that. That's my theory anyway. Maybe Pegasus was the one who arranged mm. for them to be taken in by the school. Maybe they knew. Maybe they knew yeah, their possibly. parents. I want to imagine that it was by chance, like in like freaking Persona Five, when like you and Ryuji are just going out fishing, and then Kawakami just comes in out of nowhere. You can't be bringing these. <laughs> and references. then like she just she's like a fishing master, and then he like and then Pegasus just notices and like oh they become good friends. Yeah, that that's really what I have to say about Sister Kate. I mean, I actually quite like her though, because just first of all, because her her design, um, gotta say, she she's um got some nice aesthetic. She reminds, <laughs> she reminds me of Double from from Skullgirls. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's, oh point, my god, you're, you're exactly right. But now that, that now the paints like a very like horrific image of her in my mind. Just her like tra- like transmorphing into like. Different pre- Your different sins people. have no absolution. They're just morphing and shit. No, personally, what a, there's not much, there's not too too much for me to say on her. I really liked her her motherly side, right? Because she does care a lot about Maria, despite, you know, um, Maria, I don't know, just getting into funny fights with her a lot of times. She does call up on her a lot, right? So she she does take on the role this this motherly role for Maria, right? Which I really do think builds her character she's like one of those eight out of ten characters like the ones that are like not, not yeah the greatest, i mean but for, for a character who we only time. really got to know in a few select episodes this season because we didn't really get to know her in the last season right i think that within that short amount of time they did build her up quite well honestly like she did they, they built her up more in my opinion than Mikimura, who's a main character right that's true that's true. So is the joke of is the Hagenai joke of Kunai now is going to be true? Well, I mean, don't, yeah, don't get me wrong. Yozora is still like bitchy. That that hasn't changed. I, I don't think Yukimura has done Sorry, anything Tyson. bitchy in this season, though. I, I can't. Not in this season, but you know, Hagenai overall. I don't know. That that goes beyond the scope of this this episode, right? So. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. What What about um? Obviously, we talked about Kate, but I want to know. Joe's take on Kate. Let's talk about Sister Maria because I think can, she's can I go very first, interesting. Because I think like, like the shortest point. Um, yeah, for sure, me, sure, sure. It's kind of like Yukimura in the sense that she hasn't really changed all. Of it. She has changed a bit, but nothing significant, in my opinion. I, I, for, 
for me personally. I think look deeper. She's still the one one of the yeah the god tier insults the god tier comedy thanks to Maria. But um, I personally don't think that she uh, developed or I, I haven't appreciated her development as much as say Rika or you know other characters. Um, I I will but going talking about Sister Maria right. You mentioned that she didn't change as much, but I see a big okay. significant sure. change in, in the minor details, right? Uh, in season one, she was, I don't want to say she was very religious, but she's she's got into her mind that, you know, she is a nun. She's a teacher. She's better than everyone else, right? And she has this arrogance to her. And, you know, the fact that she doesn't like um, Kobato and things like that. And there's that, there's that relationship there. But then you see her grow slightly. You see her become a little bit more laid back. She doesn't necessarily kind of throws the religion thing out of the window, and she's she becomes more of a normal girl. I mean, she's not a sister to begin with. She's playing a game, effectively. Like you know how kids they you know they imaginary. Like she's playing. Sister. Yeah, she's playing sister. That, that's effectively what she's doing. And she 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 takes those restraints from her from herself that she's placed on herself, right? And she's become she has the opportunity to be to become a child. She never really got that before, and she did mention it. That, you know, back in school, she didn't get to see festivals or things like that because she was studying all the time. And that was something that she mentioned. So it makes me think that she didn't have much of a child. The fact that her relationship with Kobato has changed. She, if you've noticed, she gave Kobato the same, a copy of the key that she has. The, the one that she carries around her neck. Yeah, like, they're more like frenemies, to be no, honest. I wouldn't even say frenemies. Like, I, I wouldn't, if... I, I would only... I mean, given the theme of the show, they're probably yeah, friends. Yeah, they, they are friends, right? I think she relates to her a lot. She never had... I'm assuming she didn't have friends because she didn't study. Oh, no, sorry. Because she studied, she was studying all the time, so she didn't necessarily I really have... I think that the best way to describe the relationship between Kobato and Maria is, you know, Maria to Kobato is kind of like Senna to Yozora in the sense that, you know... It is, in a way. Mm -hmm. But more loving because, you see, she just wants to have yeah. friends, uh, much as yeah. I can everyone else in the group, right? But obviously she can't have friends with, with the other characters because they are quite old in comparison to her there's there's a less of a of a age gap between the two uh compared to let's say kobato and yozara right uh, not yeah so it, it's she you see her grow like in in small moments especially one where they were eating the fried chicken when she comes over for the first time she's eating the fried chicken and they're praying you know they said okay you don't need to pray but just say itadakimasu right and she's there and she's like she's saying the our father and then she's just ah, she just goes through quickly and then she just stabs the chicken she starts eating and it, it, it just makes me see that you know this this kind of playing sister thing obviously was there obviously because she she's not really a nun right but because she sees her sister doing it and her sister said you know it, it was for her to kind of protect her and to have her in the same sort of it's like the ch it's child mentality dude it's like yeah just but it's impatient. good because it, it makes me think that okay she is becoming a child she is having that sort of childlike interaction yeah and it, it's that's that was the kind of minute changes that i've seen but they're very significant to me because it's like she has changed a lot in the first season she was she was kind of serious, especially the way she's interacted with, with Yozora and the way that Yozora was kind of bullying her with the potato chips and stuff like that and making her run naked in the schoolyard. And, you know, it, it's changed a lot. It's interesting. I mean... Yeah. Um, who are the other characters that we, we have to talk well, about? Because... That's... that's... Is, is Pegasus one of them? Uh, Hinata? I don't know. Like, she, she literally appeared for one episode, so... She, she was nice. I want to find out more about her, but... She's also the first character I've ever seen... I'm sorry, Kevin, but like... She was the first character I've ever seen in a school life anime. Well, where well, she was the only student council president I've ever seen in a school life anime that hasn't appeared until like the last episode. <laughs> I don't have much to say about her. That's why I didn't like. Honestly, she she could have not have been there, and that the anime wouldn't have changed that much. Maybe she's important later on in the light novels, but I don't know. I haven't I haven't read it yet. Right? We don't so, know. Yeah, not much to say. Um, what what was the other characters um, that were there? The two main we ones here. About? Um, 
I'm only missing Senna and Kodaka. Since we want to save Senna for last, may I start with Kodaka, please? Alright, um, as you know, I remember distinctly in the first episode about season- in season one, I was like, you know what, I really like Kodaka because he's unlike other protags, right? He's not like a fucking Shinji where he's like, he's not super whiny and all that, he- he's- Kinda easy. <laughs> whoa, 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 Sorry. whoa, whoa, Sorry, whoa, 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 As somebody who's actually well, seen- Well, Shinji's sort of a meme, right? That- uh, that- you can't I deny. Um, I, I do find- I can't deny that, but I mean, like, oh my god, it, it gets kind of- Well, hopefully we'll get an EV episode, who knows. Um, but my- my opinion of him has actually gone worse. I think I've- I'm surprised myself, actually, that I've made an about-face regarding my opinion of him, because I used to think that, you know, he's- he's pretty good for, um, a rom-com protag, right? Because I usually find them very, very annoying. But it's just the way that he fucking handled his relationships with everyone during the last half of the season was so goddamned frustrating. It was- it was the- reason why I found it so fucking unbearable, right? Because he, he's so fucking awkward and socially inept that it fucking hurts, right? And I th the, one of the reasons why I really like Rika in the second arc is that she embodies my frustrations with fucking Kodaka, right? She she says, you know, you never give a straight answer, do you? Right? She says that to him. And that's, that's that perfectly represents why I don't like him in the second half of the arc, because, you know, he's confronted in, uh, he's in a difficult situation, right? He's at a crossroads, right? Where he's kind of forced to confront the fact that, you know what, these people are his friends, right? And for whatever reason, he's, he's, because it's the first time he's really had relationships like this, he's pushing these people who are trying to be there for him away, right? He's, he runs away in the last episode, he fucking yeah, pretends guess... like, you know, oh, I didn't hear you, Senna, over the, the sound of the, the video games, right? You know, you know why? You know why? Because I, I feel he's not, he want, he came to the neighbor's club to find friends. He didn't want romance. And when that was mentioned, you know, marriage was mentioned and things like that. And obviously Yozara coming in and trying to you know, she mentioned, you know, oh, friends kiss and stuff like that. I get that. It's not what, it's clearly not what he wanted. I, to, I get to, that completely. You know, and it, obviously, right? they, he didn't want to alienate everyone else because it is mentioned. Um, I mean, that's fine, right? And if he was uncomfortable just because he didn't want romance, I'd be fine. But it's, I think it goes further than that because if you look at it, right? How so? When he doesn't want to admit that they're already friends, right? He's like, oh yeah, we're in this club to find friends, make friends, right? But no, but that's the thing. No one else, no one else admits that. I would say the only person that does admit that would be Senna. But um, Yozara also doesn't admit that either. I know, right? And it's it's so it's, she still says, it. oh, you know what? Friends go out and have like go on roller coasters and stuff, and we need to practice so that when we get friends, we can do that. But yeah, but in the case with Yozara, I find other characters also. So feel the it's same less way. frustrating because they're not outright denying the relationship that they have, right? He, unlike he... no, she is, she is because they mentioned, you know, when they were saying, "Oh, these we were past friends." Past friends is still friends, right? To you and me, if if it was a friend from the past, he's still a friend. But she said, "No, we were friends in the past." Well, what the hell does that mean? Right? But that's that's specific to Kodaka. I feel that she she is friends with everyone else. I don't think it's really specific to Kodaka, like as like the friend situation is concerned. Um, it's just it's something that's felt weird to me like during the show like i get like the whole point of the show is about making friends but like it felt really weird like it's not really a problem with kodaka like i'm sorry to make it a little more general again but like it's just, like all the characters as a whole like a lot of the characters as a whole felt they felt like they were i felt like they were aliens when it when it came to like the concept of friendship it's like they're like like you've never done like like what is this thing they call like a festival or something like that like just like throwing stuff out there it's like they they just felt like they had no idea about things that like the co common people just should have known should have known about 
know. And it's like, but it's like, instead they should have done something like, oh, like, I've never been to something like that before because I don't have any friends. It's like, they acted like they didn't ha have an idea of what, like, they were talking Just about. Just so we're clear, I don't, well, I'm not saying that Kuroka's a bad person, right? I'm not saying Yozura's a bad person either, right? It's just that it is frustrating the extent to which he is socially inept. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's just, I don't know if I'd be, like, how I'd, I would react to a person like that if I was friends with, if I was actually friends with Kodaka, right? Clearly, I think it's incredibly rude, right? What he's, yeah. the way he's acting within this season, especially the way he, he kind of ignored Senna. It was, it was a bit, it was a bitch move, right? It, it's like, you're clearly, you heard what she said, right? And you're clearly ignoring her. It's, it's, I don't want to say it's selfish once again, but it's like, yeah, it's like if Bish, I said that, you know, if you're talking about her friendship and, um, and I were to deny that they're, that, that we're friends, right? That would be fucking, yeah, yeah. it would piss you off, right? And Kuraka's doing it to everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah, in front exactly, of you. Like, right? And I'm, that's why I was so glad in the last episode on um, that fucking Rika put him in his place, right? She's like, okay, wake the fuck up, buddy. You can't live in your little dream world where you're, you know, you can pretend that your relationships don't exist and that you don't have to deal with with these issues, right? You have to deal. I think personally for me, that Rika moment felt more like an, at least first time watching it, it felt more like a, like an ultimatum, like who, who's the girl you're going to pick? That's what it felt like as opposed to what you're suggesting. But I do think what you're suggesting is more correct. Um, and I think that's probably the, the way it was meant to be seen. I, I certainly interpreted the first time I saw season two, I, I saw it as you did. I was kind of confused in the end. I was like, what the fuck is up with these like metal balls thing? Like, what is this last episode even? It makes no sense to me, right? But um, the second time while watching the anime, I, I got a deeper appreciation for, for that last uh, episode because... Yes, it's frustrating in a sense, right? Because um, of what happens if you start leaving at the end with Kodaka, you know, with the time skip, him pushing everyone else away, you know, him fucking just hanging out with the president and the and Aoi and just pushing out everyone who's trying to be friends with him for so long. But it's like, hey, like, this, like yeah, screw this, like, developed, screw this, like, well-developed and hilarious anime. We're gonna go, th we're gonna spend time with the people who had no character development whatsoever. <laughs> and that's that's my problem with him. It's just that you see these flaws in him, right? And they really come out in the second season where you don't really get that chance in the first season, right? There are some hints here and there, but in the second season, it's very apparent and it's frustratingly, in my opinion. What do you guys think of Kodaka? Like, no, I completely agree with you. But I, now it makes me think, is that due to how he's written as a character, right? Due to kind of some sort of constraints within the animation? Or do you think that's actually how he is or how he's intended to be by the author? I think that's how he's intended to be by the author. Like, well, I mean, I, th I think it's just the anime itself like, and how it was how the pacing was because i i kind of part of me thinks you know it had something to do with the pacing and then part of me thinks that you know the author intentionally decided i'm gonna make kodaka a character like this is kind of have his flaws slowly being revealed as the as the light novel and as the anime kind of i do is. think That's that it, it is um a characteristic that he shares that this kodaka shares with the character in the original light novels because i honestly doubt that the the show creators would take the liberty of making such a drastic change in his character, right? Uh, I think the the author, and by author I mean, of course, the author of the light novel. I think um, their intent was to kind of make you see, like his development in part is making you see these hidden aspects of his personality that you didn't quite see before. Uh, his, his ineptitudes, his insecurities, and stuff. I, I think my my experience with them, you know, although. It's it was frustrating season two. I do appreciate it, right? Because it kind of shattered this this not perfect, but this good image that I, ha I had of him during the first season, right? And 
you know, yes, my my image of him was good in the first season, but this these frustrations that I have with him, these qualms that I have with him, do add a layer of depth to his his character, right? He's not just some generic protagonist, right? Um, Joe, do you have any points on Kodaka before we move on to mm-hmm. Senna? Well, I mean, you guys basically explained like like more, like more or less what I thought of Kodaka in, in season two. Like, well, like what I'm gonna say is like I I preferred his season one persona more than. But that makes his me wonder, actually. You know, like had, was he always like this? Or is it something that he developed more so in season two? Or you know, was he just putting on a facade to, to mask these? Ins- well, I mean, in season one, it was it's like the, it was developing his character. In season two, it was more like developing his flaws. Well, obviously, I I, I kind of agree with Kevin what, what you're saying. Like, is this kind of like a facade that he kind of breaks down for season two? And I think it is. Yeah. You're looking back at the flashbacks and what he's kind of gone through within season two specifically, there's a lot of things. That kind of explains his traits. And, and now that you bring it up, actually, Bish, you mentioned the flashback earlier, right? And he, if you think about it, he didn't go see Yozara before leaving, right? So it's it's not the first time that he's running away from, from his problems yeah, or in yeah. difficult situations. Because he easily could have done it and he did feel bad about yeah. it, but obviously, clearly, he, chose he to doesn't avoid it learn instead. from his mistake. Should we go sure. on to Senna? I mean, I'm actually, I want you to start because you've been teasing. Oh, here we go. Season two is within my first rewatch. Like within my first watch, I'll be honest with you, I was still, you know, Yozara amazing, blah blah. But then looking at how Yozara is, and then looking how Senna is within this season, she's. I saw the light. You know, I saw how she wait, is as wait, a character. Wait, what do you, what do you seen... define the saw the light? What do you mean here? I will explain that when we get to best. Oh girl, my god, you e- fucking cheese! Oh, here we go. Kevin, it's happening. With Senna, you see a lot of her personality kind of, oh, at least I've seen that. It's really new to me, especially when she's playing the games and when she had that courage, you know, even it was an embarrassing thing just to talk about that meat stick. But, you know, she, she took it, she got the balls and she said, you know, that's what I'm going to do. And the fact that that courage kind of, it, it made me admire her. Not just that, the fact that she was prepared with um, another yeah. script. Yeah, that was that was cool. Although it made me feel that she didn't necessarily have uh, faith in Yozara, but still, she took that initiative to create a backup plan, and I like that. It's also how she was acting in regards to the marriage, the marriage thing. Like, I found that was very mature. But she's really honest about that. And, and she was, on, yeah, she was incredibly honest. And she said, you know what? It's not about our parents anymore. It's about me and you. And this is how I feel. And yeah. I think, you know, you know that was, it should be a thing. That was really refreshing. And she doesn't, she doesn't shy away from it as much. I, we did see it towards the beginning, right? Mm. When she was that mother thing. And, you know, she did kind of avoid the question. But then towards the end, and, you know, when her father was talking to her about it, she did kind of come to terms and she was like, you know what? This is actually what's happening. This is what's going down. I do have these feelings for him and I want to make them known. And I, I did feel bad for her when, when Kodaka did that bitch move of just ignoring her and ignoring what he, she said. I, I felt emotion because I've I've gone through stuff like that before and I, I kind of related to, to her a lot. Um, I still don't agree. Not, not necessarily, I don't necessarily agree, but I don't, I find that, you know, her tits... <laughs> Can be a bit too much. Can be. okay, fair enough. Fair right, enough. but I, no, I, that's a fair point because I did notice a lot in the show where like they just like they like even when they nothing, nothing happening, no, they just like, jiggle. Foresight it's, to it. It's weird. Well, dude, I, I think they made it very obvious. Go to they, 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 For example. I'm sorry. Sure. We need to talk about this. The scene when she's going to talk, like when she's going to talk with Kodaka in the chapel, there was no reason for her to like expose yeah, her. Yeah, that, that was just done for fan service, right? But 
that's anime. That's how it is. It's unfortunate. But even in those moments, or even there's one particular moment, actually, um, I'm trying to remember. It was a very redeeming moment for Senna. And it actually made me feel that, you know, she kind of grew as a person. I can't, I can't remember it now. I like how you added it as a person at the end. She was just, she was just fan service before, but now she's, she's, she's a person. No, no, no. That, honestly, to me, she was fan service before and she was. Okay. No, I, I can see why actually. Yeah. It's, it's. For, no, there was, there was two particular moments. One of the moments was, you know, when the fortune telling scene, and she actually got incredibly happy because oh, she got yeah. she she got kind of so Yozora's approval, and this it, it made me feel bad, but it made me feel very happy because I was like, oh wow, she's enjoyed by this, right? And it, it brings me back to the point where I don't actually think she sexy baby. I don't actually think she has a bad opinion about Yozora. I actually think she's, you know, she she considers Yozora as a friend, a true friend. Well, it's what happens when you're the person trying to be friends with is also your bully, right? It's Yeah, but I I feel that, you know, I feel sorry for her, but at the same time, I do admire her because she's she's trying incredibly hard to actually make friends and to interact with people. The one thing that I, I kind of felt bad about was the fact that, you know, she is this voluptuous girl. She has massive tits, etc. And when she was talking about going to the school festival and things like that, and they did mention, like, reconvention, first of all, the boys only liked it and they were getting really happy about that because your tits were flying about uh, <laughs> while you're running and your pants were showing. <laughs> during the play and it was like she was so happy about it and then it, it just crumbled down it was just like wow that's that's real raw human emotion and i, and I would Im i would only imagine what she has to go through not only being you know the popular but at the same time being popular to the point where people talk behind your back yeah or it's or it's a fake popularity where people are only nice fake to you nice. because you're the popular person yeah yeah fake nice like you're only nice to the person because they are the popular person and you want to kind of save face but you, you think the the most horrible person, right? So it, it was, I feel it for her because obviously she's going through that and she knows that and her father knows that as well because I don't think it, bullying is also coming from Yozra. I think it's coming from everyone else but it's obviously that's not necessarily talked about. Honestly, Bish, I gotta say right now, like, I gotta thank you for that for that little discussion there because honestly, um, would I, if I were to go first, actually, my if I hadn't heard what you said, what I would have said was that I didn't think that Yozra or sorry, Senna changed all that much, right? I, I, I found that she was still kind of like a running joke in the series where like she's, you know, smart, rich, beautiful, but she's still super naive, right? There's always the trope with her running out the door crying and stuff. But what you said actually m makes me realize one of the, the traits that I appreciate a lot about Senna, right? Is her honesty, right? In this show where we have like Kodaka being unable to communicate, um, you know, his... his feelings his thoughts with his friends effectively we have senna who's like you know just straight up honest about her thoughts about their engagement uh right and the the sexy beam scene right other than being really funny i find that the after that you know you reminded me of how i felt when she confronted yozara because uh what she says when she confronts yozara she's really mad because she said that she genuinely thought that she could make friends and she, she wanted to make friends and she wanted to be happy and have people that she could talk with, with right? So it shows that her... I, I think she really got angry more so by the fact that she thought Yozara knew what she was going through. But obviously she, she used that once again. It's showing that taking manipulation of Yozara, right? I don't know. It, it, that's I feel that's what... She felt betrayed. Yeah, because she genuinely believed that she would get friends yeah. and stuff, right? And, it's yeah. that you know it's that 
pure you can call that naive pure desire, you right? It. Yeah, she is naive, frankly. But kind of for me, it's that that genuine desire to have friends that you know it it makes you feel for her. You know, there's an innocence to that mm -hmm. as well. Definitely. Like she has no, she has no ulterior motive. Like her, her goal in this is to have friends, and whatever happens is a bonus, right? Joe, what do you think about Senna? Because I know that you agreed with um, me in season one. Well, I just don't know if it's it's changed at all. Because you know, during the discussion, a lot of we flipped sides quite a bit, actually, compared to season one. Well, I mean, she was like, I will admit, she was like. She she was the butt of a lot of jokes in season one. Like I, that, I will agree with. And like just he said, Kevin, like she was like a huge joke throughout season one. But it's like when like in season two, like she was still like mm -hmm. sort of a joke, but like she still kind of had development. Like you you got to see a lot into her past and like just like get learn more about like the way she lives. And on top of that, like what's the words? It's just like yeah, like, she's just very honest. She like she wholeheartedly believes like stuff she she was told, and like she she's very she was very innocent in that regard. <laughs> All right, um, do you guys think we're done with with the main cast? Because yes, I no? think we are. I, okay. I really want to get into. Yeah, I, I think um... that it is time finally. At long last, we have had, we've had a great discussion on characters, but um, yeah, it's time for the drum roll. Really. Actually, not yet. No, no, no. Right now, it's just favorites and least favorite characters. Favorite characters. Uh, we'll, um, we'll save the drum roll for best girl. All right. But, um, favorite character in this season has to be. Um, yeah, remember, favorite character for our viewers. Favorite character is not the same. Does as not best equal best girl. Yeah. Um, favorite character this season. It's gotta go to Rika. Yep, I I agree. Gotta though. go. Rika. I, just her. She's developed so much. because of her. I agree too. Yeah. She's developed. <laughs> she wins that award there. Like that's my favorite character. Least favorite character. She gets the unanimous decision. It's gotta be for this season, and I'm talking about this season. This has nothing to do with season one, um, and has nothing to do with the oh, I, I think the I manga or light novel. Yeah. Do you know what it is? Take a guess. What is it? You think it's Yukimura, but no. it's not. It's actually Yozora. Yeah, yeah. That's why. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's either it's, Kodaka it's or Yozora. Yozora has disappointed me a lot this season. How so. the mighty have fallen from from best girl in season one to least favorite character in season two. Oh my god. It's it's unfortunate. It's a flip flop, right? And I don't think anyone watching this would have expected me to say this. I I admire your your honesty and your and, and the fact that you you don't stick i mean you, you still like yozara obviously right it's just the, the first the first step to fixing an addiction is to admit to have that you have a problem what, what about you joe who's your favorite and least favorite well i mean favorite mm -hmm. rika yeah like, gg unanimous decision right there from all three parties rika is i mean it's it's no surprise really right we've talked about how much she's developed how much she how well she does in the second arc she's just it's not even a. I mean, my my least favorite. Yeah. Least favorite mm -hmm. character. Well, my least favorite character is nothing. Nothing special. Um, Ali. Mm, like okay. I just did not like. like she you know, she's no so irrelevant. I didn't even think <laughs> about that. Ouch. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, well, what about you? Kevin? I've already said my favorite character, obviously Rika. Um, least favorite character, I, I think it's pretty apparent for me. You know, I I did I, I still dislike Yozara's like bullying tendencies and all that, but it's just the character who's frustrated me the most this season has to be Kodaka. Honestly, okay. I, I'm surprised with the 180, but that that's how it is really. To be completely uh, honest. And now and now we go on to best girl. Yeah. I want to hear your best of girls first before I reveal who my best girl is. Yeah. Well, for me, obviously, it's it's Senna. No surprise. Okay. Senna for me too. Oh, okay, then I'm gonna say it's mine. Okay. It's, it's up to you. Um, mine's actually Yozora. What? No, I'm only joking, it's Senna. Um, and that's, it's weird, right? Wait, it's hang on, are you fucking with us? This. Or is this like a genuine... I'm 100% I'm okay. serious. Best girl, this... Welcome to the for house For this season. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty sure even even for all of Haganai for this season, right, Senna, because it's just I've I've seen an, I've seen the light as you guys said, and for all the reasons mentioned, she's just best girl. Although I don't like her character design, uh, the tits are too big. Okay, all right, just I will consider sorry. that. Sure, well, it's not it's not even about the I'll tits are too big. It's just the, the, the blue butter the blue butterfly and the blonde hair just gets the blue butterfly big. is a really nice touch. Gotta say, you guys should have seen this actually because we did. One of our logos is Senna. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I've seen it. Yep. Yeah, you, you've seen it. Yeah, you've seen one of the mushrooms. So it's it's. I didn't do a Yozero one. There's a reason for that. But obviously Senna, she's just fantastic in this season. And the only thing is the tits. It's not the fact that the tits are big. That's not the problem. The problem is, it's just why do they move on their own? That's a bit just, that's it's not doa right it's yeah but yeah she's just a i don't want to say perfect she has her flaws but she's a very human character and you know what i want to move on to ships because it's kind of this oh, is why she's before, my best before girl before we do that though very quickly uh best boy obviously we can't forget forget best boy you guys have pegasus best boy? my man pegasus. pegasus bro episode one pegasus him, like best bro that fucking you know that that scene though where he's like oh yeah kodaka um <clears throat> i'm gonna rub your back like what <laughs> And the way he was so aggressive with that as well. He was like, oh, I'm going to protect you. I'll protect Senna. And he's like, hell yeah. My the Pegasus was best boy in, in season one. He's like definitely best boy in season two. Like, can't he stand. should get his own spin-off anime. <laughs> he's, just, he's that cool. Especially that moment where, you know, when he was like, oh, so you're not dating my daughter. And he just jumps. He's fucking like and you can see off. you can You can see why they call him Pegasus. Because he was literally flying at one point. Flying like it, a Pegasus. It was badass. I love him. And the way he's designed and everything. But going into Ships, ships, ship, ships. Yozuro Senna. Yozuro yep. Senna. Okay. Why? And this is where it gets interesting. You know those, the, you know, when we were talking about the vengeance thing, mm -hmm. I don't think it's a vengeance. I really don't. Huh. I think it's, okay. she has a love, whether it's a romantic love or just a friendship kind of love for for Yozura. The reason I say this is because she she's very happy because of it. I, and I genuinely think, I think it's huh. probably it started off, I think it started off as a vengeance thing. And then it became to the point where, it, you know, Senna is very obsessive, but I would go, I would probably say that's because she doesn't know how to interact with people or anything like that. But it's like, I just feel that, you know, she wants the approval of Yozura and she wants it so badly, right? And she, she has pictures and she even, she even bought, she purchased the wig from Yozura, right? Yozra made her buy the wig. You see what she could have given it. She was smelling, she was smelling the wig, weird, and there was moments man. where, yeah, and and her hand was down her pants at one point. Let's not talk let's about not, it. No, but let's we can save that for um the internet in R thirty four. We don't need. Yeah, it so it, it's true. Like I don't I don't want to say she has a romantic relationship, but it, you, we could we could delve into that. But I I feel like you know there are good ships, but mainly mainly because what of Senna. Really right? sold me wasn't just what really sold me wasn't just like their build up, like just like their like relationship and like how they just bashed each other it was like after they after they watched that like that homo movie like i'm just like you know like they, they they've like checked out i agree but uh, another ship i have and and i really don't want to say this but it's a bit obvious it's kodaka and senna although oh okay and this is I where this is where i i concede I, uh, let me explain mm -hmm. myself it has nothing to do with kodaka at all it's more to do with senna okay because i don't think kodaka deserves senna yeah uh, because he's a bit of a dick right and I, he's he's not necessarily the man that i think pegasus would want his daughter marrying he he thinks one way of him but at the same time i don't necessarily think the fact that he runs away from his problems clearly shows that he's not ready for a relationship uh, not even a marriage right but there's other you know he's he's kind of fatherly especially to his sister and things like that he knows how to take care of a family that's not the point but i mean i i just want senna to be happy it comes 
come to the point where it's like, you know what, I'm making ships because I know Senna wants Kodaka, and I want that to happen, right? Whether or not it happens is another issue, but... May I retort? Yes, you can. I don't know if I... I think I mentioned in Season 1 that, that this is one of my ships, but because of how much my opinion of Kodaka has changed in Season 2, actually... You retract it, right? I retract it because I... I don't just after seeing like his flaws. I don't think that you don't think in the long run fit, right? they would have a happy relationship, right? Because he's simply not as honest about what he feels and thinks, right? Well, here's the thing: I feel like there's potential, but unless he fixes his character, then there's Context no hope. Context of season two: what we have seen so far in season two, I would not make this a ship because of his flaws, right? I think communication is really important. That's in true. Right? That's and he true. Lacks that. But at the same time, I I want. The reason I'm making this ship is not for Kodaka, right? I, I really don't want him to be with, with Senna. But at the same time, I want Senna to be happy. I know it's, it's, a, it's a really weird way of shipping. And knowing me, I don't usually it ship last, like that. It though, is my, is my problem. Yeah, but I, I, want, I, I want Senna to be happy, right? I've, gone, I've, come from the, I've come from the point to be like, oh, fuck Senna, to like, you know, I want, I want her to be happy, right? I don't want her to be just thrown in the gutter. I want her to be happy and I want her to get just get all the good things, right? And if she wants if she wants Kodaka, then I'm shipping over Kodaka. But I, I pers personally, I don't think they are a good couple because of his flaws. But still, I, I don't know who else to ship Senna with other than Yozura. But. Uh, also, I would like to ship, and, and forgive me when I say this, Yukimura. Oh. Okay. It's, oh, no. Yukimura and... Um, oh, oh, dear. Oh dear. Do you, do you know who I'm gonna say? No, actually. Huh? Yukimura? No. Yeah, Herself. Herself. Ships himself. Herself. Uh, uh, Yukimura from season one Herself. and Yukimura from yeah, season two. Right. No, um, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was gonna ship Yukimura with. Um, Butler Yukimura and Maiden Yukimura. With, with Kodaka. Yeah, you, you expected I, I that. And it has nothing to do you with. You just fucking hate Yukimura in season two, don't you? I, and it's, no, no, okay. I, I don't genuinely hate, but I, I find that there are. It seems to be the case that he is leaning towards the Yukimura train. At least from what I've seen, I, like I disagree. I don't. I don't really see anything in season mm, two that says. But he. he yes, he's going. I for see him leaning more towards the Yukimura train. To be I honest. think. Yeah. I think so because he's, but not not because of what he treats Yukimura as. But I feel that the way he treats the other characters is very different to how he treats Yukimura. Like he ignores. Uh, Yozura, he ignores Senna, he ignores, uh, even at one point, ignores Rika, but he doesn't ignore Yukimura. Like, he's always on good terms with Yukimura, so it makes me feel that, okay, that there is something there. You see what I mean? There is a I reason. I think it's more like, hey, okay, this person wants to be my personal butler, why not? I'll, I'll Maybe, maybe it's them. a selfish thing. I don't think thing. it's like, hey, this is a potential romantic interest. But at the same time, he did kind of get flustered. You've seen it before, like, especially when, when he's on the trick. But he's on the train and, you know, the breasts right kind of Right now, I think it's it's more so of a one-way relationship where it's like, they're both friends, perhaps, but I don't think, I think the romantic attraction is, is a one-way street so far. But it can happen. This is the whole point of ships because it, there's potential. Okay, potentially. All right. Um, and another ship would be just Rika and just Rika and Rika. I know it's so dumb, but it's just Rika, Rika squared, <laughs> yeah. That's when you know you've run out of ideas to ship. Yeah, that, that's it with my ships. What, what about you guys? I really want to know about your ships. If they've changed or not. I'll, I'll pass it on to Joe first because my ships are, are quite short. I mean, my only ship is my only ship is uh, Yozra and... Uh, well, I mean, here's the thing. It, it was gonna Is there a be, reason why um, you shipped those two? Well, Yozra yeah. and um, yeah. Sena? Dude, they... Just because? That, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I can't blame you. I can't blame well, you, no, right? no. Well, I mean, we explained... Well, I mean, we explained it. Like, it was like, it just... It just... It works... It goes all too mm, okay. well together. Well, I mean... 
like it's it's no there's no right. way it's a coincidence. It's like you see her like, like well, sniffing like here's you're sniffing like her like yo's right away. Okay, you see well, all over her room. You see, I, her, like, I will have to disagree with you two here because I mean. I'm not gonna lie, Sena Yozora is one of my ships too. Personally, I don't think that it's... I'm not seeing it like you guys are seeing it in the sense that, oh yeah, Sena totally has a thing for Yozora. It's because your mind no, is No, not, not really. It's just that, personally, the way I saw it is that Yozora still bullies Sena a lot, right? And yes, the reason I ship them is because there are moments in Season 2 where you see them, like, standing up for each other. Honestly, right? I think Sena just gets off to it, <laughs> like, on her own time. Yeah, perhaps. But... There are moments where they, they kind of put aside their differences, right? And they stand up for each other. And it's because of those small moments that I think that this shit might be possible. I don't think it's realistic to expect at this point in the anime, but it's... Yeah, I mean, it's it's the only real thing I, I, I wouldn't of. overplay like, the chances of, of, um, of this shit actually happening so far. Based off of... Well, I mean, initially, like, before I got to the finale, I thought of... Um, well, before I got to, like, the last few episodes, I thought of, like, Kodaka and Yozura and, like, Kodaka and Sena. Because, like, they're, like... When you thought, like, beforehand, like, you thought, like, oh, like, it was... They're, they're gonna be perfect together. But then you heard... You saw, like, the last couple episodes, and you're like, this... Kodaka... Well, that like, goes back to my shit. point with, um... I, I want to add another ship, and it's Kodaka and, and uh, Yozura, because... The, no, no, okay. I'm I sorry. Ship everyone, this, you, bitch, you because apparently... You apparently, bitch hates fucking possible. everyone now, because he's shipping Kodaka with fucking... Kodaka everyone. with... No, Kodaka with Yozura, right? Because they're both the same shit person. I'm sorry. Drops mic. Um, yeah. They're both... They're kind of both, they have the similar traits, and they're both douchebags. Sorry. Well, I think at this point, you might hate Yuzura and Kodaka more than I do, because I don't really hate them, I just don't appreciate them. I the hate them now, I'm traits. sorry. Senebesk real. Wow. I'm gonna, re I'm gonna regret God this. God damn. Do you think I'm gonna wake up and be like, oh, what did you say, bitch? No, no. There's. Tain is gonna, Tyson is gonna watch this, and he's just gonna be laughing. What, what will like Will fish. think? He's like the only listener of this podcast. He's not gonna enjoy it. Yeah, he's, he's the only one. The only he's, listener of this podcast, period. Oh, well, he's the only one there. who still believes yes. in Yosara. Uh, maybe this maybe, episode will turn him too. I don't know if you've seen too, season two. Maybe this will encourage him. I don't know. To see the light? Yeah, hopefully. Um, but you know what? We've had so many ships so far. Let's... I, I think we've spent a lot of time on, on characters and ships and stuff. Um, let's let's move on to this more underappreciated aspect of, of Haginai, in my opinion. That is the audiovisual aspect of it. All right. So, as somebody who like is like is an, who appreciates the fine arts, I have to say, uh, I like I, I see colors in like like special ways. Haganai has a lot of believe believe me. You can take my word for it. I'm I'm totally like a a, a fine arts enthusiast. As the, as it sounds. Joe like really appreciates some um, that uh, aesthetic. You know, tick with uh, T H I C C. You know, emphasis on the tick right there. Damn. Yeah. Um, but I want to talk about the the art style. Art style for me hasn't really guys... changed from season from season one. Okay. Um, there is some slight differences. We've seen the use of really shitty CG. But obviously that's because it's it's trying to be portrayed as this is Rika doing it, right? As opposed to the animation studio. We've seen to add on to shitty, actually, um, I gotta say, uh, I don't know if you guys share this point, but I was watching it on Funimation and I think that the fun the subtitles in Funimation were atrocious, right? No offense to them, they were atrocious because uh, for those of you who, who didn't watch it in Funimation, um, it was essentially white characters with no mm. black border. The problem with this is that the way this this anime is, well, there's so many actually, bright colors actually, that um, it, it's hard to see the bright w white lettering. Well, Kevin, I have to disagree using, there. That's like, true. It, it depends on the device you're using. That is okay. true. Because you because if you I used I watched um I use it a lot I use Funimation now a lot on my phone 
and it used Blackboard. Mm. It's okay. an issue with the Funimation apps. Like, for example, I was using an iPhone uh, using the Funimation Now, and it defaulted to English dub. I mean, I want to chalk it up to the fact that, like, that maybe it was... It's an older show, and it's like a new an service, show, and, so you know, like there's they, some kinks to be bumped out, but... Because, like, you can... It, there's a clear difference between, like, them using their, like, official subtitles and, like, just, like, putting, like... I You know, like, I want to see how this is on into, VRV. Like, that that would be a very interesting point, because, obviously, they, they're using Funimation shows and things like that, like, on Crunchyroll's new service. I'm... You know what, Crunchyroll, unplugging your services, come on. Um, but it would be very interesting to see whether or not they change that and actually go, whether they change the the dubs and, not sub, sorry, the subtitles and things like that. Because even I've noticed with the Funimation subtitles, when you compare it to fan subtitles and things like that, it's very different. Like, the wording is different, and I find it's a bit more formal in the Funimation uh, subtitling. That's just my opinion. Well, I mean, like, the, the subtitles aside, like, yeah. they... The art style still looked great. I feel like it was a lot, like, a lot more refined and, like, sharper than season one. You, you could kind of tell in a way that, like, it improved. I didn't over, quite notice like, that, but season one. Classic. It, it's, it's, it's like a very subtle difference. Like, it, you kind of, it kind of, like, it, you kind of go, you kind of go with it. I didn't it. notice anything substantial in terms of, uh, the, the quality of the art style. It's already pretty, it's yeah, already it wasn't pretty, substantial. Uh, solid like, a, since season one, right? So it's still, it's still good. Uh, for me, I just liked is more so the designs, right? Um, I really liked the new characters' designs, especially Kate, right? Even though she's, I guess, technically not a completely brand new character, she, she was in season one. But her but design, really her design, design, design no, hair, obviously. her design is a bit weird because it's just Maria, older Maria. That's what it is, with a, yeah. with a different color to habit. That's it. Maybe Maria's design is so good, you know? It, it's just it's a it's solid, a solid choice. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, as he not um Hinata's design was nice too. Like, she but she reminded me like, of. Really a lucky star character. That's it, it, she felt out of place within this animation, for me personally, in terms of her character design. Right. Yeah, she just looked like she came from this. I don't know, like this really ob obscure anime. She's so cute though. Like who? Bishop yeah, okay. she was I'm not so gonna cute. comment on that because she's she's just so irrelevant to me. Yeah, unfortunately. But, so. but yeah, the character designs. Um, uh, you know, Yozora, new Yozora, all all new Yozora was great. Uh, obviously, you see her in more different different types of clothing. Um, even Rika, hell yeah. Um, oh, change a lot a within lot. Yeah, costumes and the fact that she wasn't wearing the lab coat she anymore. She only got better with the, the improvements yeah, in design, actually. But she just got the most improvements. In terms of animation, though. Yeah, and no, animation's pretty much similar. Um, yeah, it's not exactly, you know, Attack on yeah, Titan where you really similar. see... Yeah, no, no. You have an opportunity to, to showcase animation. Bear in mind, it's the same animation studio. They're, they're working on the same sort of thing, and, and it wasn't as far off. Like, there wasn't much of a gap between the seasons. So they were probably working on the second season straight away. It's it's the case because even the OST, the original soundtrack, is the same as season one, apart from the opening and the ending, which is something I do want to talk The animation is more or less the same, but I think, like, the most important part here is the... The opening and the ending. One thing that I wanted to mention... Oh, my God. Oh, I, I also loved about the... Something, uh, sorry, but something I loved about the opening was that it was just like it. It was. That's what I liked about it, but that's the only thing I liked. This, yes, really, yes, and I did. I, I didn't. You like didn't. It. I, I didn't what? like it. And I'll explain why. I I enjoyed the ending more than season one's ending. That's that was just a top notch ending. Um, but it didn't okay. have the same sort of hype. Be My Friend is a good song, right? But I mean, it's not the you know the beginning. Do, 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 do. And, and you know you had yo were we listening to the same fucking opening no I, i'm talking about season one's opening and how it was better to season two 
But to be honest, I, to be honest, season one's opening. No, is... I, I still every time I think Haganai, I think of season one's opening and how you had Yozora singing and you had yeah. Senna singing and you had the other characters singing and I mean, joining in and se- season one's opening. I, I'm gonna agree with you there. It, it was pretty good, but for me, you saying that it didn't season two's opening didn't get the, you hyped. The visuals, the visuals because... was great. Yeah, but it wasn't. For me, I found the visuals in the second seasons great because it was like you know everyone was doing their their yeah. own thing, right? And it yeah. was it's part of the, the movie, right? Because no, you know you know what um what the opening of season two reminded me of it reminded me of when I was going from part one to part two of the JoJo anime, and like you no know, like because the opening no the opening for part one of JoJo was great, but then you hear the opening for part two, and you're just, like you just hear all the trumpets, and you're just like whoa. Season one was good, but season two for me it was like the stuff of fucking legends, right? Yes, it's a cheesy rom com intro, right? But it so well done with the animation. I didn't like it. I preferred, in terms of music and obviously in terms of visuals as well, um, season one's opening there was just so much, it was a powerful opening and it was just the visuals that you had and these kind of constraints around the characters, was it was a metaphorical thing but it was it was really well done. I'm not saying season two's opening was shit. Oh, no, not just that but but Sister Maria Oh yeah, hell, oh jeez. Don't yeah. remind me of that Joe, god damn. Hell oh. yeah Lali I've been trying to force that out um, of my mind But, but even then it, it had some sort of suggestive imagery and it was I mean, that's classical it, it was Hagen classical Hagen Hagen I, think I think it was, it was season, season one's one opening really just that's when I think of Hagen I I think of that opening it's it's just a fantastic opening right, fair enough um, it, it, it is yeah a good maybe opening. it's just me yeah. looking through about- um, rose tinted glasses I don't know but I, I just honestly prefer it yeah, although mean, the ending I, I, I do agree the that ending it's good. of season two compared to the ending of season one Ending season two was great. I really love the yeah. art in the Ooh, ending. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, and the the vocals were also really nice. I I really like you know just you know again typical hug and I we have um, Senna and Yosoro both singing right, but the art complements the the vocals so well. Um, I could honestly hang that up on a wall. It, it's are you talking about that watercolor type? Both the opening and ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, the the palette is really nice and soothing, right? Nice Imagine colors. Right? Rewatching the anime, but with that filter. Would that affect how it would be? I I don't think it would it would fit though because that's a very you know peaceful sort of tone, right? Haganai has very like slapstick comedy extreme moments, right? You know for for like Excalibur and stuff. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that would. Um, imagine having a, a poster like a Excalibur poster or a universe poster just painted in that style. That would be fucking badass. It wouldn't work. It would be honestly. good. Don't like yourself. It would be so beautiful. People come into your house and be like, "Oh, that's a nice poster." Joe, what do you think of that ending? Is it say, as good as the opening, in your opinion, or? Honestly, because I I just generally liked the opening and the ending for for our season two. Like the ending, just I it it was it felt very grand. Like it felt like it felt very like high quality like the vocals were amazing and like the like the visual like like the visuals were just great like i i liked how like subtle it was and how there wasn't like much movement in it it kind of reminded me of the ending for um another in a weird way mm. i honestly forgot another's ending to be honest no, the, the another ending is basically like yeah them, like, it kind of reminded me of that it's, it's a weird comparison right but i for me, it wasn't a noteworthy ending. I mean, it was less, It was more of just like how like you saw like their hair moving, you saw like the ribbons moving, and like the strings moving. Although, funny thing, when I first saw it, I thought they were tampons. I don't know why. It just it was just like, and then I realized it was you 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 know the cup you know the cup 
phone thing and then I realized what it was but I mean like, initially when I saw it I was like what is that I didn't I, it just popped into my I mind know, but why so, <laughs> that's what I thought it was one thing What what's the last sort of things that we're talking about we're going to talk about the ending right but I think we've already done I, it I think we've all talked about the opening ending it's it's good now in terms of the rest of the audio though I think we're in agreement that there's not there's nothing notable to, to talk about right yeah what? Oh, it's the same oh, it's really? the same as season one for me, for me it's the same as, it, as the first seasons I no, mean no, it's, 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 it's it's literally nice. the same it's not just the same it's literally the same audio well, I mean I, th- I thought the I don't remember what I said like for during the season one recording but like I, I liked like the I, I liked the like do you think it's good or do you think it's general? amazing like it's just is my question because I mean I think it's good but I wouldn't wait well now, now I'm breathing this this Kate takes the press. I I liked. Oh yeah, it. no, it's, I definitely great. liked it. Like it was, it was very like it was very special. One thing it was nice. It, it fit the mood well. It, it, yeah, did, its it job, did its job. But one thing that I would say that I would have on my phone is um, Kodaka's ringtone. You got mail. I, I want that ringtone. I can't find it anywhere. So I want the, I want the really crappy you've got male voice. Like you've got mail. We've had a long discussion. This episode is I don't know how it'll be after editing, but it's one of the longest we've had so far. Uh, but overall, we, we kind of touched every single aspect there is to touch on season two of Hug and I. Um, let's wrap it up. So overall, okay, what in what aspects do you think season two has improved over season one? Or do you think season two has perhaps gone worse? Just comparing both of them, now that we've seen both seasons. Season, personally, which one season two. Would you season two is just all the way. Um, a lot more character development. Season one was necessary to kind of introduce the neighbors club together and things like that. But season two is where it's at. Season two is is just where most of the character development is. You learn more about the characters. And I don't know. It, it the tone changes as I mentioned before. It, it becomes more of a, but, a drama know, and a romance. On that note, do you think the tone changes? Do you do you prefer like season one being not not being burdened by I, this I drama do. and just I being do. a carefree show? But or? I think it's necessary, right? Because you can't you can't jump yeah. into well, I mean, season, you can't like, jump into this needs, kind of um, we'll into this drama straight away. Or you you lose a lot of people, right? Um, because not everyone is interested in that. But once you start off and ease people in with with the comedy with with the slight romance and kind of ease it into season two and, and, and make it into a romantic drama i think that's when it, it, it kind of strengthens in season two and obviously i'm a big fan of romantic drama so i enjoy season two a lot more than season one and i think it is a better season although the ending did kind of spoil it for me initially when i thought when i saw that ending i was assuming that there was going to be a season three and i thought okay that it's forgiven doesn't look like it's gonna it doesn't look like considering the ending but i i was assuming that there was going to be a season three so you know i thought okay at least we would get more answers in a season three i, I was hoping that those loose ends would be despite that i still I'll actually no I'll, I'll say that for later really but joe what do you think season one for season two let's pick um well i mean i agree with bish in the season one like was kind of like like the setup you know what i mean like it, it didn't have like the time or like the room to like introduce drama into it like season two was like the right place to do that with that said like season two i, I really like season two like more than than season one it just like like again a lot more character development just a lot like a lot more fun i will say i'm disappointed that they spend more time in the room in season two than they do like outside like like in season one or like they went out like they went out to the festival they went out to the uh they went out to do karaoke like stuff like that they went out to the so pool more, more variety in season one. yeah there's more variety but like in season two they were in the room a lot which i really which i which felt weird to me like i didn't really notice it until like i, I saw somebody like mention it in a review do you think that they did that because there wasn't much story and character development or 
Or do you think that, like like you said, do you think they did that because it's like a slice of life type thing? I, I have a theory on that, actually. Okay, um, I think that the reason why there might be less, or there's supposedly less variety in the locations is that, um, well, justly in Season 2, they were trying to develop the, the characters more, right? And you can develop the characters more in, in side arcs, right, where they go outside and all that. But um, for drama to happen, right, for tension and uh, progression to happen in the plot, I think that it's... It, it's easier to do that if they're all in the same room, right? And you show tension in the daily routine that they're so used to having, right? It's harder, to, perhaps, to show that um, in a side arc where they go off and do something different, right? That's my theory. Personally, um, I, I agree with you. I think that season two definitely is better, simply because the funny, mo the comedy has gone better, right? I think we can all agree on that point. The com comedy has gone better, right? It, well, it's like now that they've introduced everything in season one, yeah, they can spend a they, lot they of time in season two. They can improve on the like trauma that they, they had in season one. Uh, yeah. My, my gripe, obviously, like you guys, is with the drama. I mean, it's... N I, I'm, I'm confused and kind of conflicted on that part because, you know, you can't have the same status quo that you had in season one where, obviously, you know, you can't just have a slice of life and have that same dynamic continue indefinitely, right? You need to have a sense of progression when you're writing a story. Right, so that drama is ultimately necessary to like, and yes, I'm frustrated with Kodaka's personality and stuff, right? But perhaps it was a necessary evil, right? Perhaps that is, it was the author's vision and there was no other way around it, right? Um, despite that, I find that um, the first part of the season was very much enjoyable. The second part too, to a lesser extent, um, but for me, definitely the highlight was what they did so well in season one that was improved in season two and that is the comedy and the character development um one thing that i do want to mention and this is something that we did mention in free sure. would we want to see a third season and kevin and i'm gonna say this to you let's let's assume that the ending didn't happen right yeah would we want to see a second season uh sorry third season because personally assuming none of this happened right i i actually really want to know what kind of happens to what happens to Yozara? Where does she go? What is this new journey that she goes on? And where where is um Senna and Kodaka? What what's that relationship going on? Are they going to continue to be engaged? There's so many loose ends. Yeah, it really does feel like they were planning a third season when they were making second season because they they left such an open ending. And for that reason, I would, if by magic you could retcon the canon ending of the light novels. Uh, one and it is another AI. I think another AIC anime, Orimo. Orimo's mm. ending for season two is not the canon ending, and I only found that out two days ago. They changed it. Oh, yeah, holy shit! Wow. They changed it because mm. the actual um, light novel fucked up the ending to w way more extremes. So they had to tone it down. So okay, there is hope. Maybe. I mean, in this dream world, perhaps, but I really don't think a third season is happening. Would I want yeah. to see one? Definitely, if we could, you know, ignore the light novel. Just because, um, I... It's not even, you know, Senna and Yozura, uh, Senna and Kodaka that I want to see more of. It's more so Kodaka and Yozura, right? I, I, I don't believe that these are bad, you know, character characters or bad people at heart. I want to see them progress, see them change, and overcome these flaws, right? Because, yes, they, they've done things that have lowered my opinions of them, but I, I want to see them redeem themselves, right? It's totally possible. I want to see that, right? And it's just a tease at the end, right? Seeing Yozara leave, it's just, it, it's such a change that I would feel really, you know, unsatisfied if they just left Please, it at that. We can get two more seasons of anime. 
from currently what's in the light novel. But if if they did do what the light novels did, I would not want a third season. <laughs> Here's the thing: like a third season would be interesting, like to see like what would happen to Yozo and everyone. But honestly, like I don't think I'd want like a fleshed out season. Like it, I. I'd want at least like a, oh. something similar to like a movie. Yeah, that's you know that's code. a very interesting really point good. because we did the same thing about free. We we said we didn't want to see a third season, yeah. but we an OVA or a film would be great. Didn't we say that for Plumemo as well? Yeah, we did because a season three like would would be very long. Yeah, like that, movies like that would make sense because a lot of anime has done that before. If if they could make a movie about like them going after Yuzura and them reconnecting as a group and putting all this drama behind them, yes, that's that's you know, exactly like, what I had in mind. And, I, like, I would they totally could, watch like, that. Talk stuff out. You know, in that in that way, they're not totally retconning the the light novel, but you know, they they have the liberty to to reach a satisfying conclusion, right? That the, the second season unfortunately does not provide. Bear in mind, the second yep. season was was done as the endings were being written, so they didn't know what the endings were going to be. So it's it's probably as you said, they probably had that in mind that they were going to go in for a third season. And then they were kind of clock blocked, which is unfortunate, right? Because it's because Haganai is just a great series, and I do want to see it continue. I, I want to continue in a satisfying way, right? Yeah, in exactly. the right way. And I know that's kind of a dick thing to say, but like you know, who are you to to say that the author? No, didn't but do it, the right it's way, true but... because it's it's kind of like other shows, like Nisekoi, for example. Like you, if for example, you would want the ending, for, especially with harems, you don't want them to pick a particular person, right? You have to have it leave the ending opened. And or I don't even mind that. It's just that there needs for for me to be satisfied with an ending in a in a rom com. There needs to be closure. Um, no? The author has to convince me to be like, okay, that's that could actually happen based off the psychology that you know we've seen these characters and I've seen them develop despite their flaws and overcome these challenges right I don't think that Haganai season 2 at the ending has established that yet and it, it it's clear in their intentions that they're supposed to be a final sure. piece to the puzzle right so yeah but overall I like to thank you guys for being part of this discussion honestly it's a dream for me like since I'll be honest I think I told Bish early on when we started Kunai that, you know, Haganai Season 2, it's happening without a doubt. It's one of the shows I've been looking forward to mm. to covering um, for quite some time. And I hope that these, those of you who are listening in have enjoyed the show as much as we do. Brings the tear to my eye. But um, don't get too sad that this episode is ending because I believe that Joe has something to get you guys hyped up about. Joe, do you mind giving them a sneak peek at what is to come? <clears throat> Kaiji Next episode is Kaiji Ultimate Survivor. I am really excited for that. I am really excited for that. I've heard lots of good things, and uh, you know, let's keep this fucking hype train going. Right? I just want to remind you guys, yeah, if you want to kind of join in, you guys got that chance. You got that chance to sign up for your 14-day free trial. Watch it on Crunchyroll, guys. You can watch it there, man. No, seriously, Crunchyroll is just amazing. Like, I'm not even saying that as like as part of like a sponsorship or anything. Like, I've used Crunchyroll a lot. I use it for, like I, like I said in the past, I use it for JoJo. I use it for like a lot of like other shows that like I may be interested in. Um, and like now the summer started, like now that college is done, I have more time to like to kind of like focus on shows I want to watch and just like watch everything. Like like summer's the like a better it's time true. than ever. That you can start that fourteen day trial. You can watch season one and season two of Kaiji Ultimate Survivor. They got it on there. They got both seasons. 
you'll find it there and it's the gr best thing about it it's it's free and you can catch up with us and see what shows that we're watching by signing up you don't even need to pay money that's that's the best thing about it it's free and if you want to continue on with your if you like the 14 day trial and you really want to continue it's like five pounds a month afterwards or i don't know how much it is in in dollars yes it, it's six yeah six ninety five dollars so a month and 4.99 pounds that's less than a fiver you know how much do you spend on your lunch every day that's your pr i probably spend like 10 pounds on my lunch every day when you're going to burger king or going to subway right for 4.99 that's half of one lunch in a day you can be watching ad free anime that's crazy and best of all you're also supporting the industry right so and like while we're on top of country well like like some time ago like there was like a whole collaboration well like they started a collaboration with funimation and like this is just personally personally i recommend funimation like funimation now like just paying for it um i believe it's uh i believe it's 15 a month one last point is the interesting thing with the whole funimation deal if not many people know is that there is a lot of funimation anime that is making its way to crunchyroll so it's the amount of shows on Crunchyroll is just constantly expanding. Like one of them is, um, I believe they got Assassination Classroom on there, which was a show that we were supposed to cover, but we didn't. They got a bunch of other shows on there. So like I said, go check out Crunchyroll, crunchyroll.com forward slash kunai. You can also check out our other sponsor, Loot Anime. If you go to lootcrate.com forward slash kunai and use the code kunai at checkout for 10% off new subscription. Hell yeah, hell yeah, that's that's badass. I think the better thing to do really is if you're in America, just sign up for VRV because you just get, you save money if you if you want to get Funimation and Crunchyroll and a bunch of other stuff. But other than that, um, if you guys want to share your thoughts on anything we've discussed in this episode about Hakunai season one, season two, if you want now, share your shock at Bish finally seeing the light after five years. Crazy. Then, you know, hit us up on our Twitter God or on bless. email. Our email is galp.pea uh, at gmail.com. Or, or you can send us uh, an email through our website, getlifepodcast.com forward slash contact. Mm -hmm. would be an easier way. Yeah. Um, yeah, we also have Twitter accounts, right? So uh, my Twitter account is at... Right now, it's changed, so that's at T O L V R A I E. Mine is Kibo Gamer at K uh, at K I B O U G A M E R. And if you don't see me that active, I'm either like playing a shit ton of games, probably playing a lot of Final Fantasy 14 now that Stormbuds released, or I'm trying to lock myself in my room so I can contain <laughs> all my hype for Dongarumpa V3. <laughs> I'm at Get Life Podcast on Twitter. We also have a Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Get Life Podcast. If you want to use Facebook, I don't know if many people do, but the option's there. Alternatively, you can talk to us directly on our Kunai Twitter page, which is at G-A-L-P Kunai. And yeah, give us your suggestions that way if you prefer it. And I think that's the end of the episode. Oh yeah. Great job, guys. I really enjoyed it. It's been a long discussion. I hope that you guys enjoyed listening to it as much as we've enjoyed shitting on Nuzara this episode. But, Hell um, yeah. Thank you for listening, guys. And right, we'll see you next see time. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Stay sexy. Oh, my God. Are we bringing that back now?